I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season 6, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Okay, so what the hell is going on? Okay, so... Uh... You know when things, they take a life of their own and oftentimes great inventions come from ridiculous ideas. If you remember when Dammit Maury started calling around giants in the world of fashion because he had created uh, the solution for carrying your phone and other belongings when you want to walk around nude, which Maury's idea, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Maury, was a belt-type system that yeah. just had pockets on the sides. So you could be nude, and then you just clip this thing around your waist, and it just gives you pockets. No pants, just pockets. Is that right? Yeah, because where else are you going to put your things? Okay. <laughs> well, when you're walking around naked? <laughs> yeah, but even if you're naked, you still need your phone. You still you still need your car keys. Okay. Right. Okay, so let me just... So do you remember when Maury called John Vervados? Let me, uh, let me play this for you. Just remind everybody, these are just some of the conversations that Maury had with the giants in the world of fashion. Hello? Hi, is uh, John there by chance? John Vervados? No, he's not. He's okay. traveling right now. Oh, okay. Is that by chance? I'm looking for the John Vervados, the fashion designer? Yes. Oh, wait, is this his wife? Yes. Yeah, anyway, I have this... Call the man at home, by the way. Wow. Right? Okay. Of course. Okay. Uh, amazing, cool fashion invention idea. Maybe I can tell it to you. It's basically if you want to um, suntan or walk around your home naked, but you need pockets. So it's like a belt, but with pockets. Right. Okay. It's a belt with pockets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Easy on either side of it for if you need pockets. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like pockets? Like it yeah. would be like a belt, like you'd wear a belt, and then you'd uh-huh. have like pockets just hanging off the belt for when you want to okay. be naked. Okay. And I think it's perfect for him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. What do you want me to do with that information? Okay. She's getting the paperwork done for restraining order as Maury's still yeah. in the conversation. <laughs> okay, but here's the crazy idea. Okay. okay. Here is the crazy reality of this situation. Don't tell me John Varvato's called them. No. There's somebody who's a huge fan of this show who actually made 
the belt with pockets. No. And has started an Indiegogo campaign. Oh, stop. To have the manufacturers. No, you guys are trolling. So people can buy them. Uh, so in a couple minutes, we're going to take a break. We're going to bring him in. Uh, Clement Chu is the fan of the show who created, and what does he call them, Maury? Mo Pockets. Mo Pockets. Get like out of yeah, here. M-A-U dash yeah. Pockets. Ugh. And he will bring it in. Hopefully one of us will try it. I'm not getting naked. But that's the. Uh, the but then you're not using okay, it. Okay, I'll do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> your invention, bro. And I can only assume that these things will be manufactured in a place with horrible working conditions because <laughs> that is just the most damn it more thing ever. Okay, so coming up, we're going to meet the guy who has created the prototype for the Mo Pockets. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, so Mo Pockets. These are the, it's, it's Maury's invention where you called around, like everybody, you called Versace. Called Versace, John Vervedos. I even called Tommy Hilfiger. Okay, trying to pitch them his fashion idea, which is the solution to carrying your phone and your keys when you want to be nude, which is the belt with pockets on it. It's just pockets. No pants, just pockets that hang down off a belt and a, fan, and a fan of the show named Clement Chu started an Indiegogo campaign to have these things mass produced and he has created the Mo Pocket prototype. Have you seen this yet, Maury? I have. You have. <gasps> Okay. I'd make a few tweaks. I think the pockets are a little big. <laughs> okay. 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 I okay. haven't seen this yet. He's okay. in the hallway right now. Can I ask a quick question? Clement Chu is in the hallway right now with the, the, the only known prototype for the Mo Pocket. Okay. What's your question? Quick question before he comes in. Yes. What's the proper way of asking? Because you're smart, both of you. Yes. How do I make money off this? Okay. Well, here, that's a whole, you got to have a lawyer for this, Maury. Well, I mean, he just started this without even asking my permission. That's true. He just launched it, put yeah. Maury's picture on the Indiegogo site and everything. Oh, wow. It gives Maury full credit. Yeah. On, the, on the Indiegogo site. Yeah. So we'll tell you um, how to get to the Indiegogo site. We'll tell you what his goal was. We'll tell you how far into his goal he is. You want to bring Clement in? Bring Clement in right now. Clement? You want to have a seat right here, buddy? We're okay. Right oh, my okay. God. Okay, okay. Hold on here. Grab a, oh grab a seat right here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I you can't total, believe you this. totally made Mo Pockets. Oh. And you have like a... You have like a, a like a mannequin bust and everything else. That's right. Okay, so you obviously heard this on the show. I did. Okay. In mid-August. In mid-August. And your thought was what? I thought it was hilarious. The greatest idea to me, maybe not to you guys. How often are you nude that you would require something like this then? Every weekend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So Clement, go through what we're looking at right now. This prototype it's, of it's the exactly, mobile. It's exactly, I think, Maury's vision. It's uh, a belt with pockets. What okay. is that? Is that denim? Are those like you yeah? These are just denim jeans, jeans, and you okay? So I just cut them. out the pockets. Yeah. So put them onto the belt here and uh, spray painted everything. Okay. Yes, it's Black like a gold. it's a gold belt too, right? Like it looks really fancy. Have yeah. you worn these around the house? Like have you? I, I didn't. Unfortunately, I bought a belt that was a little too small for my waist. <laughs> Come on, I think, I think it might fit Maury though. <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to tweak any of this? Like are absolutely. We, like, are we so pretending we're at the boardroom table, right? Yeah, now? Dragon's Den. Bit, let's go. It's fantastic. Thank you. It looks it looks a bit cowboy like. Okay. I'm just wondering if we can sh like shrink the pockets just a little bit. Of of course, because you're mean, taking away from some of the nudity. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. No. That's. I, I see. I see your point. What if the pockets, Maury, were moved sort of over to the side? Because right now the pockets on the mo pockets, uh, they sit just right over your thighs. Can you spread the mo pockets so around? These can actually move. You can they move are them to the back. back. Oh, there you go. They're adjustable. There you go. So yeah. if you wanted to, you could flip them to the back and cover so the cheeks. So uh, let's let's take it off here. Okay. Okay. Maury, pants off. This. Let's go. Maury. <laughs> All right, Lori's stripping down right now. Yeah, Lori's taking his hold pants on, off. Hold on, hold on. We got to send you. You brought your family in. Know, can they, your family like, go to another room? Lori, you didn't tell me there's going to be a child in the room. Right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we had a plan. We had a plan that Lori was going to get. We had a plan. Was, we can't get full nude in here though, Maury. That's not right. Okay, how do you do this? Maury, do you, okay, Clement, do you honestly think Maury's going to know how to do that belt? <laughs> a little, let's do it a little. Bro, more. come on. Oh, maybe not. Oh no, oh, the belt's too small. Oh, we got it. We got oh, it. Oh my god. Okay. Oh no, more. Are you okay? Can you breathe? Yeah, no, I'm good. How does that feel, more? It feels great. Okay. Put your phone in there for a second. Yeah, try them out, yeah, man. Put like a pen in the pockets. Yeah. Yeah, put a phone. What do you Where's normally Besides from okay. shame, what do you normally hide in your pockets, more? <laughs> Candy. Candy. Okay. <laughs> How does this that is feel? kind of exactly what I was visioning. Is it? I just think the pockets are a bit big, but this makes complete sense, right? This is what you want to do. Like if you're in the backyard, you're lying right. on a beach towel. Yeah. Where else are you going to put your phone and your pocket? Maybe you your snack, right. sunscreen. I'm I'm going to suggest one thing, and and you guys may need to work on this for the next sort of round of prototypes for the mo pockets, which is I'm envisioning you right now, Maury nude. Okay. Oh, thank God. But I don't know if you fully thought out the aesthetics of being nude with a tight belt around your waist. Yeah. Well, true. I mean, it's like, how are you envisioning me, though? I mean, this fits well. I know. <laughs> but, but look at what's while to get look, the belt on, but, but look at what's hanging over top of the belt right now. No, okay. I get, now I get imagine that with no shirt on. Yeah, no, I totally now, get okay. what you see. Now also, just exhale. Stop sucking it in. <laughs> exhale, just be the real Maury. Well, keep in mind, Why that's my son's belt, so maybe uh, we okay. can get a bigger one for Maury. Yeah, no, we could. Why don't you take some of that extra stuff there, Maury, and start putting it How in your about pockets? suspenders? <laughs> oh, hold on now. Now we're talking. <laughs> hold on now. Hold on now. Well, okay. Hold on. The suspender mo pockets? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we need to patent this first. <laughs> mo spenders? <laughs> We could have mo pockets and mo spenders. Okay, okay. So, so this is on Indiegogo right now, is, right, Clement? And now there are only uh, what is it? Eleven days left in your campaign. Your goal was twenty five thousand dollars to start getting these things into production. Clement Shu, how far are you in your goal? What have you raised so far? So far, zero dollars. Zero dollars raised. Oh. How has nobody <laughs> donated to this? Come on, people. We need some investors here. We do. We need investors. Uh, Indiegogo.com, the world's first ever Mo Pockets. The prototype looks good. I think that if you even added on there with Mo Pockets, Mo Spenders... To help with the belly, right? Yeah, that way right. there's no instructions. Uh, obstructions. What do you hook the bottom of the suspenders to, though, more? The pockets themselves. So they're so basically they're you're floating just, in air. Okay, but so you know what that is, though? That's just a purse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you still have the crisscross of the suspenders on your back. So you want like like gun holsters? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Clement, if people want uh, more information or they need a link to your Indiegogo, where do they go? Go to www.feature.bio. Okay. So F-E-A-T-U-R-E dot B-I-O. Okay, cool. And that's how people find this? It'll bring you right to that... all Happy. right, there we go. All right, Clement, thank you so much, bro. Fantastic. Do thank you, guys. <laughs> Do you want to see me strut like I'm on a catwalk? No, really don't. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Apple reviews on the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Since we started reading these, it's been uh, a little tough 
keeping up with the amount that are coming really? in. Really? Because I check every other day now yeah. uh, to see what people are saying, to gather them all to, to read and share with all of you. Uh, and again, these are all like five-star reviews, so we appreciate the time that you take to write them and to leave those, those, uh, those five stars. Ryan in the United States writes this. This podcast is the best thing to listen to. Every night, I put it on when I go to bed and always fall asleep in the best mood possible. Love that you guys now have two podcasts a week, so I always have new content to fall asleep to. Keep up the great work. You guys are the best. Where in the United States is he? Does it say? It doesn't or say. Or just general United States? It just says Ryan oh, in the United States. Like my American boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, somebody who <laughs> named himself uh, Mocha's Laugh wrote this. Hi, friends. I've been listening to you since I was 14 years old. I'm now 24. My mom, sisters, and I love listening to you three on the way to high school, and then the journey continued as I headed off to university and now full-time employment. You three are so much fun and make life a little brighter. I want to thank you most of all for the times you made my family laugh together. Mocha, you are my absolute favorite. <laughs> your genuineness is so refreshing and your laugh makes me so happy. I admire how you always see the brighter side of things. Roz, I praise the way you challenge stereotypes and keep things real on the show. Your wisdom is everything. Damn it, Maury, you are too funny. I appreciate the way you don't take life too seriously. P.S. <laughs> Give Damn It Matthew, your husband, two kisses, Portuguese style, from me and my big fat Portuguese family. <laughs> I was awesome. born and raised in Toronto, and I'm so thrilled to have your show represent this lovely city I call home, Love AC. That's dope. Uh, Lizzie Loves This Game writes this. Again, five stars. Thank you very much, Lizzie. I used to listen to Virgin Radio but hated it so much. Then one day, <laughs> I was flipping channels and came across Kiss Radio. From that day forward, the channel has not changed. And when I first heard this show, I fell in love. You guys are so funny and real, and I love listening to your podcast and the way you guys laugh at the dammits. In a hard time, y'all bring the light out so much. So thank you for doing what you do. Also, Ross is my favorite. So oh. thank you very much, uh, Lizzie, for that Apple Podcast review. Nick C728 writes, Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with your podcast. I used to be so sad when I finished it each week. Now I have a second baby and finding time to listen is not easy. I can't just have it as background noise because I need to hear it all. When I do get a chance, uh, it lifts my spirits and puts me in an automatic good mood. You guys are the best. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you. And we'll end on this one. Share from Brampton. I absolutely love listening to the podcast on my one-hour go train ride every day. You guys are amazing and keep doing what you're doing. Five and seven is the best game ever. Roz is my favorite, even though I feel like he's bad at mouth charades on purpose. And damn it, Maury is an absolute gem. No. Oh. I'm not bad on purpose. These guys cheat. That's no, the reality. No, you're just bad because you suck no, at that game. No, 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 no. So, Cher from Brampton, thank you. And thank you, everyone, who's left a uh, review. Apple Podcasts is where we get these from. So keep sending them in, and we will keep reading them. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Well, you know, I just started thinking, you know, a lot of women wear yoga pants, and people still wear their swimsuits to the beach. Um, I think if the material is a little different, it actually wouldn't be a bad idea. True. I don't know about the full naked deal, but... You know, you, it's trendy. You could find something very, you know, light as far as the material. Might be something worthwhile to look into. Yeah, and I think that this goes to a, an even bigger conversation, which is, you know, it's it's all fun and good with the Mo Pockets and, and everything else. 
But really, when are you ever? When's the last time Mocha you yeah. have been out of the house? So there's no roof and no walls around you uh-huh. where you've been naked. Out of the house? <laughs> yes. With no roof and no walls? Yes. Okay, Never. first of all, let's go out of the bedroom. When's the last time you walked down a hallway or, or a flight of stairs, even at home, fully bare-ass naked? I don't know, like maybe yeah, no, I two got weeks ago, maybe? Okay. Because I had to go to the laundry room to get something. Okay. Was anybody home? No. Okay. When's the last time you were out of the bedroom? Yeah. Walking around the house at least one flight of stairs to do something or get something while somebody was home being fully naked? I couldn't I couldn't tell you. You couldn't tell know. me? Yeah. Really? I don't That's remember. That's crazy to me. You? So, Oh, like a day ago. Oh, okay. Right? I did it once when I, I had to run down the hall <laughs> naked to get more toilet paper. <laughs> so once. So why do you, you're never naked. I'm working with two people who are never naked. I'm naked all the time. Oh, I'm naked when I'm alone, but I'm not naked when Matthew's home. Oh, I'm naked. I'll walk through the house with Catherine in the house, yeah. nude. Who cares, man? All right, I'm so, naked all the time. Outside, I'm naked. So then make a bid for the Mo Pockets. <laughs> yeah, you're the prime investor in this, man. <laughs> but people aren't naked anymore. Nobody walks around nude anymore, man. Hello, hello. It's Razamoki Show. What do you want to say? I, uh, I just wanted to, to ask a question. Has nobody sort of figured out that uh, essentially... This Mo Pocket is just, it's its a fanny pack? Yeah, see, yeah, well, the, it's different, though. It's different. All the texts that we're getting right now at 925 uh uh-huh. they're either saying, isn't that just a fanny pack, or isn't the Mo Pocket just a tool belt? Yeah, see, but oh, the, yeah. A, a tool, it is, but it's not. A tool belt is very cumbersome, right? This, yeah, it, and it has I, multiple I pockets. And a, right. a fanny pack is a fanny pack. Like, it's its own, it's its own thing. These are simply just pockets. Like where man is the brain behind this? You can't like you can't walk around and put your hands inside a fanny pack. You know, if you sometimes are uncomfortable, you know when you're around people and in public and you don't know what to do with your hands, you just put them in your pockets, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so that's what he wants. So for. let's I say it was just for a cell phone. Well, no, but it is too. But let's so let's say you're okay. naked at like a, a family reunion or something. Oh right? yeah, I uh, all the time. A, yeah. a, a christening for a friend's kid. Who knows? That's right. right? Yeah. And all you have on is the mo pockets, and you feel a little uncomfortable, you can always slide your hands into the Mo Pockets. Maury. Also, I was just going to add in amazing points, by the way, Roz. Thank, Thank you. you for understanding this. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, sometimes with a fanny pack, if you want to be naked, a fanny pack, you don't feel naked. Oh, right. Oh, okay. You, oh, so you still feel like you're wearing because something. Because it's, it's there. It's there. I got gotcha. you. Po- oh, pockets okay. are very inconspicuous. You don't really notice them, right? Yeah, and you can walk around as though, sure, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay, well, you've clarified it for me because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, naked, belt, pocket, any pack, but yeah. hey. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> no problem. My Have love. a great day. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. What do you think? Mo Pocket is going to take off or what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still, like, I'm sort of still with him on this. I love a million dollar idea. Or a $10 idea, whichever. I love an idea. And the Mo Pockets is ridiculous. I just need to see somebody wearing it who's actually nude. It's what I need. I need to see that. I know. And the one that was, the one that we had in here just now, it it, it didn't fit Maury. No. It was a little toy. (laughs) We'll just say that the belt was a little small. All right, the belt was a little small. <laughs> yeah. No, Look, but people are could, loving it, though, this man. This could totally take off. This is something I think everybody okay, needs. Okay, People are loving it. The Somebody reaction said for the, the, uh, the, at 925 5, they need to be waterproof. 
That we can do that. Why not little zippers on it? Yeah, or just make it out of raincoat. Oh, now no, you can't change the material though. No, you could have different versions of it. I, I agree with you. I oh, agree with okay. you. Yeah, not everything um, has to be denim. Four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight. What do you want to say? I uh, I just wanted to to ask a question. Has nobody sort of figured out that uh, essentially? This mo pocket is just it's it's a fanny pack. Yeah, see, yeah, well, the, it's different though. It's different. All the texts that we're getting right now at nine two five triple five, they're either saying, "Isn't that just a fanny pack?" or "Isn't the mo pocket just a tool belt?" Yeah, see, but oh, the, yeah. Tool, it is, but it's not. A tool belt is very cumbersome, right? Yeah, it, and it has I, multiple I did, pockets. But, and a, right. a fanny pack is a fanny pack. Like it's its own it's its own thing. These are simply just pockets. Like, can I uh, where chime in as the brain behind this? You can't, like, you can't walk around and put your hands inside a fanny pack. You know, if you sometimes are uncomfortable, you know when you're around people and in public and you don't know what to do with your hands, you just put them in your pockets, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so that's what he wants so it for. I say, thought it was just for a cell phone. Well, no, but it is too. But let's, so let's say you're okay. naked at, like, a, a family reunion or something, uh, right? Yeah, I uh, know all the time. A, yeah. a, a christening for a friend's kid. Who knows? That's right. right? Yeah. And all you have on is the mo pockets and you feel a little uncomfortable, you can always slide your hands into the mo pockets more. Also, I was just going to add in amazing points, by the way, Roz. Thank, Thank you. you for understanding this. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, sometimes with a fanny pack, if you want to be naked, a fanny pack, you don't feel naked. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh, so you still feel like you're wearing because something. Because it's, it's there. It's there. I gotcha. Po- oh, pockets okay. are very inconspicuous. You don't really notice <laughs> them, right? Yeah, and you can walk around as though you're yeah. sure, you yeah. know. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay, well, you've clarified it for me because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, naked, belt, pocket, fanny pack, but yeah. hey. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> no problem. Have a great day. You too. Uh, we're getting even more texts. And I don't know. When did you come up with this idea, Maury, for the Mo Pocket? Well, it was a, a while ago when we were discussing Roz oh. in his backyard being me. It's a long time ago. But I was, remember right? discussing, like, I'm, I asked Roz once, I'm like... But was it you're, inspired you're called, by anything else? No, it was just talking about if you wanted to be in your backyard at the cottage naked, but what you need to still have your tools for building things. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's um, He actually had my best interests in mind. Because yeah. at 925 we're getting multiple texts in addition to everything else about it being like a, a tool belt and a fanny pack saying that uh, somebody wrote... Can someone tell Maury that he didn't think of the belt with pockets? It was actually Jerry Seinfeld who did. Oh. And a lot of other people are saying it was like part of a Seinfeld bit. So maybe you heard that and like it like stuck in your mind and you just forgot that it was a Seinfeld thing maybe. Genius minds, Mocha. Genius (laughs) minds. All think alike. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. If you are not yet a member of the Air Transat Kids Club, get on this right now. First of all, it is absolutely free if you have kids between the ages of 2 and 11. Yeah, now when we say Kids Club, it's not like an actual club that you go to. What it is, it's a it's membership, and membership well, has its privileges. Know, it's not like I don't know. Club. I had a conversation with somebody where they were like, they what, what, what are is those, like a nightclub? Well, they were like, what are those kids clubs like? Because at resorts, they yeah. have places called kids clubs. 
right? Where your kid goes and they just piss around all day and have like the best time of their oh, life. Like they fist bump and stuff? Yes. It's not like, right? like... No, it's not. No. Kids Club, what it is, is you sign your kid up for this between 2 and 11, if that's the, the sort of age range they are. Now, what you get as a family is free seat selection for members on their round trips. Nice. You get a fa- dedicated family check-in counter at the airport, which is so... It, it's like you skip the line almost. You've got yeah. a family counter at the airport, which is incredible. Pre-boarding. Oh, big deal. Onboard surprises. They give you a little baggie uh, for the kids that have like a ton of stuff to keep them occupied while on that flight priority. Baggage handling, stroller gate delivery yep. service. Plus, you can enter right now to win an exciting family vacation. Go to airtransat.com slash kids club to become a member. And again, it is free for kids age two to 11. I love it. I can't tell you. It is a absolute must if you're traveling with kids. Okay, Mocha, let's take a phone call. Hello, Danny speaking. Danny, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz, Mocha. How are you guys doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm just uh, getting the kids ready for school and uh, trying to uh, get everything ready over here. Okay, tell them to chill. Tell them to chill for two seconds. You sent me this message, and I was like, oh, <laughs> my God, say no more. We have to call you and put you on the show. And so I immediately grabbed your number, and here we are. I'm trying to figure out what the... Uh, yeah, Maury just, Maury just walked in the room. Go, uh, hello, Maury. Hey, hi, Maury. Think. Say hi to Danny. Hi, Danny, I think. Hi, okay. so, how are you? Maury, Maury, you met Danny. You, okay. ran, you ran into Danny at, uh, at an art thing a few months ago. Yeah, so back in the spring, I was showing some work in Yorkville. Okay. And, and Maury was there. And, and so every now and then, like, somebody has a move, right? And not necessarily like a pickup line move. I'm not saying you tried to, to wheeze Danny. She sounds very gorgeous. <laughs> she, yeah. But Maury's move when he meets somebody who might be a fan yeah. is like so forward that I need to know if this is the first <laughs> and only time that he's done this. So Danny, what did Maury do when he met you? So Maury was standing by my work. I said hi to him and told him that I'm a fan of the show and I um, told him that I love, love you guys. Yeah. And he immediately asked for my cell phone. So he asked, asked for your Instagram. phone. So he asked for your phone. He asked me about Instagram. Side note, Danny is an artist. Okay. Which is why... The two of them met at this okay. art show. Okay. okay. So Maura asks for my phone, asks for my Instagram. Yeah. I handed my phone with Instagram open. Right. He immediately finds himself and follows himself <laughs> on my phone. First of all, there has to be more to this. Like, I would never just, hi, how are you? Let me see your phone. Yeah. Did, did, no, you did. did you? Oh, no. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and then you took off and then you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. So you didn't hold on. Do that? So you were looking at Danny's artwork. She said to you, she's a fan of the Raza Mocha show. You asked for her cell phone, pulled up Instagram immediately, found yourself, searched for yourself, and hit follow from her phone? No, there's half the story has to be missing. Well, but it has to be missing. Because if you it's were there. I, no, but if it's who I think it is, she, yes. um, I said, how do I continue? Your work is amazing. Yes. How can I continue to see more of your work? Right. And uh, let me see your phone, let me, so that I can follow you on Instagram, so that I can keep in touch with you. But why did you why did you need her phone to follow her on Instagram? Because I think she wanted to send me more stuff about her art if it's who I think it is. Not quite sure that's what happened, but I do love you, Maury, and I think you're amazing. Do you still follow Maury? No. No. Oh oh no! No, she unfollowed you, bro. How fast did you unfollow Maury? 
Uh, I think it was a day later. Oh, I unfollowed him. Oh, I didn't know this. Was going. I didn't. I didn't think that this story was going to have a sad ending. <laughs> no, so, I follow. I follow the show, and I follow you guys. Right. And um, I. I. I think Maury's amazing. Um, it was a day or two later. There's a lot of posts coming coming yeah, down my way, and yeah. I yeah. I actually don't spend a lot of time on Instagram at all. But there was just a lot of lot of stuff happening, so I, I unfollowed him. Is that your is that your move, Maury? Have you done that before? Have Never. you grabbed somebody's phone? Never. And, no. Never. I don't know. Are you sure? I have I, a feeling this is, is kind of your like your not like round <laughs> and stuff. Um, yes, it was. I know the story. But then tell the story. I told that she's so missing I, half the story. Okay, here's the question, guys. Take yeah. Maury's phone and yeah. see if Maury's still following me, if that's if that's the story. Okay. Are you, are you still you following, following her? Oh, I don't think I ever followed her. Oh! oh. So, so what's the point, point then? I didn't put her on the phone. <laughs> but so what are you upset? So you that's literally... So you no, did. I'm not upset... At all, I'm just upset that the story is not being told truthfully. Okay, but you did take the woman's phone, go to her Instagram, follow you, but you never followed her because I told her to message me with more stuff about her. But if you were interested in her, why wouldn't you also follow her? I was drunk. Uh, Okay, (laughs) now it all comes out. What were you drinking? Gin and tonic. Is that why you don't remember any of this? Probably. Maury's sitting here looking at me like I'm telling a story about two people. He's never met. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is exactly was, the way the story went down. Maury's right. just too drunk at the time to remember. Right. Okay. So is this a gin and tonic night? Probably. Okay. There we go. You're very lucky that I, I I'm surprised I didn't give you my card <laughs> and say, let, let me buy some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very nice to meet you. It was back uh, in it was back in the spring. Uh, Danny, thank you so much. How do people, if if they're interested in uh, seeing your art, how do people uh, find that? Uh, well, you can go to my website or Instagram. They're both Danny Cooperman, D A N I C O O P R M A N dot com. There you go. And um, you can see everything there. Hey, Dan Mori, would it surprise you if I told you that Jenna and I? own a piece of artwork that Danny has produced. Oh, no, I knew that. She told me that there. Oh, okay. Oh, oh you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Danny. Thanks so much for joining us on the Rock Love you guys. I, 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 I want to say one thing. I want to yes. say one thing to yes. you guys. Yes. First of all, I love you guys. The show is just such a bright part of my day. I listen to you guys in the studio every single day. I listen to the podcast on repeat. You guys always keep me entertained. But I also want to say that I've met Jetta Mocha a bunch of times. And Mocha is even more authentic and real and genuine than he comes across in the air. And it's just been such a pleasure to to see that what I see on the road here on the radio is true in real life. So Mocha, Aww. you guys are awesome. Shannon's amazing. Cruz is so delicious. Aww. And uh, it's been really nice to meet you guys. Okay. Oh, that's so nice. Now Thank do Maury. <laughs> nice to meet you, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Maury. This is funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Danny. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a great day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you watch the new trailer that Netflix dropped for the Breaking Bad movie? They premiered it during the Emmys last night. No. How how was it? It is Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Sitting in the El Camino. And we are led to believe that this scene for the new ad for the Breaking Bad movie takes place immediately following what happened in the very, very last episode and Jesse escapes. So do we know if Brian Cranston is in this or not? Nobody knows. You have to assume, though. It's a Breaking Bad movie. But here's my... Th- like, So if Brian Cranston is in this, though, 
Has nobody seen Brian Cranston at all? Like, did he shave his head, or are they going to digitally take his hair off? I don't know. Or did he they was do at the a bald Emmys. cap? He was at the Emmys last night. He had a full head of hair. But he, I mean, like, what's a full head of hair? Like three months growth? Yeah, that's easy to do. Yeah, but we are also led to believe that spoiler alert: he died in the last episode. Well, I know, I know right? that. But the scene, oh, so questions. And I don't know. Like, we don't know the timeline too. Like, we don't know if this, if all of this happens immediately following the last episode because in the new trailer it's as we said Pinkman sitting in the car and he's like sweating he's breathing heavily okay, okay. and the voiceover it's actually a um, like a police scanner okay right okay. and news reports okay saying this yeah. a horrific scene with multiple victims it started when neighbors reported hearing hundreds of gunshots fired when Albuquerque police arrived discovered the bodies of nine male victims, many shot multiple times. Veteran police officers calling the level of carnage, quote, staggering. Apparently, a remote-controlled machine gun was used in the killings. Investigators are searching for a person of interest who fled the scene. Anyone with information on this massacre is asked to call police immediately. the nerds saying? How many people were in the room in the final episode? I don't know. I didn't do the body this, count. That, that, well, you should. It's specific in that trailer that they said that they found nine bodies. So what are the nerds saying? Who's gone back to watch the final episode to find out if Walt Bro, is nine or if Walt is ten? Six hours I ago. don't care. You think I got that kind of time? Somebody has that kind of time? It's <sighs> so specific in that trailer that they said nine bodies. So was Walt 9 or was Walt 10? If anybody knows, please text us. Also, can I just say that I thought that I was out of the woods with Breaking Bad stress. I didn't think I was going to have to deal with this anymore. No. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Welcome to your first day of fall. Yeah. <clears throat> it arrived at 10 to 4 this morning. Oh. Uh, might get some showers later in the afternoon, but that's okay. Oh. Oh. What's up, Damon Moore? Did you say first day of fall? <laughs> I know that voice. <laughs> I, I know that voice. That means yeah. Moore's got jokes. Oh, no. Can we unlock the comedy club? Unlock? Okay, hold on. Oh. You mean open the comedy club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. It's a raptor. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that? Yo, what did you eat this weekend? Isn't that a raptor? <laughs> Lots of dairy, it sounds like. <laughs> You can just do this for two minutes, man. I'm good. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Miles Mogi Show. The one, the only, Devin Hardy. Zero to a hundred real fast, man. <laughs> what did the tree say to autumn? What did the tree say to autumn? Leave me alone. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. What is the <laughs> cutest great. season? What is the cutest, cutest? season? Summer. Yeah. No. Oh. Autumn. Oh. <laughs> Autumn. Mo, could you get it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the tree that had to take time off of work in autumn? Oh. The tree that had to take time off of work in <laughs> There's man. a lot going on in that yeah. setup. So much. So much. So much. It was on paid leaf. Because <laughs> he took time off. Okay. <laughs> what is it called when a tree doesn't think it's autumn? What is it called when a tree doesn't think it's autumn? Disbelief. 
Yeah, you got a lot of tree jokes, huh? Yeah. It's like all tree jokes. Well done. What else are you going to do? No, you, got, you, got, you got a pumpkin joke in there or something? Like anything? Uh, anything no, but that would be a gourd one. Anything on your uh, list there that does not involve a tree? No, but I have one more. Okay, go. Okay. Oh. What type of vehicle do we drive this time of year? What type? Honda. No, an <laughs> automobile. <laughs> automobile. Here's what I'd like to... Here's what I'd like you to do, Maury. I would like you to say anything. Like, just have carry a regular conversation, but use it in the voice that you do to set up jokes. Okay. Okay, so I'll be like, hey, Maury, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, my God, I totally slept in. <laughs> <laughs> See? Now that's funny. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see, so explain to me this uh, WWE wrestler who got pulled over. Oh, my God. Because I'm looking at, if you go by reaction on Twitter... Yeah. You see two different things. One, you see people freaking out because a WWE wrestler called Canada nasty. But then you see other people praising her because during a traffic stop, she never broke character. Yeah. This is all part of who her so, character is in the... WWE universe. Okay, so expl- so okay, so she is in Edmonton. Okay, she's in Edmonton, and her character in wrestling is what's her name in wrestling? Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, and she's not nice. No, right? Okay, she's what you would call a heel. Okay, so she's a heel, bad guy. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> so she's in Edmonton because I guess WWE is doing an event in Edmonton. Whatever, she gets pulled over, and. She films herself during the exchange with the cop, right? Yeah. And so people who are not familiar with the character in WWE just think that this woman is awful. Are you serious right now? That's not a citation, is it? No, it's a violation ticket for speeding, Lacey, right? Do you know? Do you know who I am? I have no idea. Well, I'm Lacey Evans, and I do not rate that ticket, so you can go ahead. Lacey Evans. WWE superstar, and you should know exactly who I am. Sorry, ma'am, I don't. Uh, So here's the ticket information on the back. You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. You nasty thing. I'll pay the ticket. Okay, well, have a good day. Well, don't you have a terrible day, sir. Canada (laughs) is terrible, and I can't wait to get back. Welcome to Edmonton. You've got to be kidding this nasty. <laughs> okay. So so that was just her doing her character, yeah. right? So she didn't break even when it's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing to me. I think I yo, props to that police officer who well, just like he had to be in on it, though. He had to know who calm. she was. Well, she's also feuding with Natalia, who's an Edmontonite. <clears throat> oh, I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Natalia Nat. Natalie is uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart's daughter. Okay, okay, okay. Now you know. Okay, so she's not really, she doesn't really have that voice. Presumably she's not really from the South. She's not really like that thing, right? But I love that. And I love that she put the video on social and now everybody who doesn't know what the joke was, what the goof was, thinks that this woman is terrible. Yeah, and and pulled the old, uh, do you know who I am? Yes! Line. Yes! On a police officer. Oh! I love it. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Sarah. Yes. Hi. How are you, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? Good. Great. Uh, Sarah, you wrote us this. Okay, so I'm 32 years old. 
I came out to myself two and a half years ago. The people close to me in my life know, but it still feels like I'm living a secret. At some point, I'd like my parents to know, uh, but I'm worried how they will react slash interact with me going forward, especially my dad. Any advice on how to make this decision to tell them would be greatly appreciated. What was the reaction like when you came out to your friends? Oh, they were so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. Like nothing, nothing bad at all. Um, They're wonderful. And they were really excited for me. So that was all good. Are you out at work? Um, Half. So I work with four other people. So two of them know and two of them don't because they're newer. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you think that your parents already kind of suspect? No. Oh, no, okay. Not at all. Are not you, at all. Have you had like boyfriends in the past and like you brought them to the I house have. and stuff? And I've had boyfriends in the past, but they've been really strict with it. So that's another one of my concerns. So okay. like not strict as in not allowed to date? Like they would give signals like they were disapproving of it. So they oh. weren't allowed to like come over for dinner or wow. like, disa- anything dis- like that. Disapproving yeah. of the specific guys or disapproving of you having a boyfriend? Me having a boyfriend, I think. Where does this come from? Is it a cultural thing? Is it a religious thing? What, why are they so uh, uptight? I, I think it's a generational thing. And okay. I think my parents have their own like anxiety and safety concerns. So that's what I'm trying to understand on their end of it. Um, I, geez, oftentimes the people that I've talked to anyway that have mm-hmm. come out to their parents, it's exactly what Mocha said, which is most times the parents sort of suspect it, but you don't want to, uh, you don't want to ask. You don't want to, you don't want to be the one to start that conversation of your parents. So you wait for your kid to sort of initiate the conversation. Now your situation seems a little bit, uh, a little different. I will say this, and this is one of those life decisions that fortunately for you, there are wonderful examples of wonderful people who have walked this line before you and are a wealth of knowledge on the struggle that they went through. And they put that struggle out there so you can learn from it. And I would talk to as many people who are gay as you can. I would read as many articles and blogs and YouTube videos and everything else uh, about how the people who did this before you did this. Uh, But I will say this, when it comes to talking about your parents about anything, whether it be sexuality or whatever, um, blunt is the way to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't be wishy-washy about it. Don't be, don't go in there like, ah, you know, I sort of didn't know. And I sort of was like this and don't leave room for them to sort of spin this in a direction of where it may all go away. Right. One thing that, um, is like a, a red flag for me is that my dad's brother, so my uncle is gay, yeah. but I'm not supposed to know. So I oh. didn't find out until a few years ago at a family reunion where my parents weren't there. Mm-hmm. And they were, my family was talking about my uncle and his partner, John, and I'm like, his, his what? Um, and I grew up seeing him every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So, and this is something I never knew. Well, then tell him that you get it from his side of the family and he's to blame. clearly that's great he's the one with the gay jeans yeah uh damn it maury how did you come out to your dad well he walked in on me okay 
And okay. it, yeah, and I mean, I didn't have to tell him. He saw it all right there in front of him. But and, what was the conversation like between you and Frank? Well, after that, I left for six months because it, he was he thought it was a phase. He sure. thought it was just I was experimenting, and then we had to go to family therapy. And I'll be honest with you, he's absolutely fantastic now and loves Matthew. It took him some time. Yep. And I hold zero grudges on how he was. Thinking but back, I love him now. Thinking back to then, what were the sort of hurdles that he had to get over? When you say it took some time, what what, what took the time? Because I, I was his only son and I think that he was... He, he didn't want to be okay with it because, well, how could my only son right. be gay? You right. know, I took you to baseball. I took you to hockey. Did like, all the you know, all yeah. these, but it is what it was. And I think that after going to therapy and everything, he realized that, oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You are who you are. Yeah. And I will say Maury's old man is, if there is like an example of the, the type of dude that you would think maybe wouldn't be cool if their only kid came out as gay, right? Like your dad's a dude. My you know dad, what I mean? They, oh, he, he sells tools for right, a living. He sells tools for a living, right? <laughs> but Maury's but Maury's dad, especially with Maury and Matthew, is this wonderful, loving, welcoming. It's never even an issue as far as I oh, know. Oh, if Matthew's not coming with, right. my dad's like, well, why not? Right. Yes. <laughs> so, so this is what I'm saying. So you look for these examples of these people who have sort of done this before you and you make a greatest hits out of all their techniques and what worked for them. And you just okay. go, go in there with a plan and just go in there and be firm. Okay. Yeah. All right, Sarah. I will say this. Alrighty. Yeah, more. No matter what they say or however they act, they will always love you. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. All I the best, Sarah. Yeah. Love you Thank lots. you so much. And then, and then, appreciate it. And then blame it on him. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Hello? Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh, hi. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> wow. What's your name, first of all? Uh, my name is Lee Joe John. Lee Joe. All right, Lee Joe. Yeah. Roz, Lee Joe texted and said, I finally watched Haunting of Hill House and I had the worst jump scare of all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just now got on yeah. the Haunting of Hill House? Oh, I am on episode 51. And, you know, there's so, during that day, you guys were talking about the Haunting of the Hill House. I was like, what, what's, so, what's so good about it? And yeah. I realized it was serious very late on. So usually I just watch the horror movies. Yeah. And... I once watched a series back at home. I'm from India. What was the jump scare in Hill House that got you? Backseat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Is- <laughs> yeah, that's so the one that ha- got everybody. Yeah. By the way, I just find it interesting that, uh, Lijo, you're now discovering the haunting of Hill House, and it, we're almost approaching the one-year anniversary of it being released on Netflix. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The thing is that I can't watch it at home because my wife really is scared. So I do Uber. So I skipped Uber one day to finish, just to finish this. You know, I, I was at the parking lot. Yeah. I was at, actually at a gas station watching it in, in my phone. Hold on. Right? Hold and on. in the car. Hold on, man. Okay, so wait. Your wife won't let you watch horror stuff at home because she's too afraid. So you, yeah. you drive Uber, but instead of going out and earning a living one day, you went and parked your car at a gas station and watched Haunting of Hill House in your car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's when the, and that's when the coffee came. I literally jumped out of the coffee. <laughs> you are the best, man. 
<laughs> you gotta sneak Netflix in your car. <laughs> it took me half an hour to just get back in the car. <laughs> oh my God, Lijo, we love you so much. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show and thanks for your text. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Okay, so let's hear from a flight attendant now. Uh, Inside Edition. Inside Edition's still around. Who knew? You still love Inside Edition. Yeah, totally. Scandalous. Um, Inside Edition talked to a flight attendant about things that you should and should not do on a on an airplane. We all know that like everything is disgusting, right? Like yeah. all your tray tables everything. and like the everything. Seats, the headrests. Okay, right. And Naomi Campbell, is it Naomi Campbell who shows up? She wears like a hazmat suit when she travels, man. Yeah. And she flies first class. But she has like a gallon of wipes with her. And then she wears like this mask helmet thing. She has a custom made seat cozy that goes over the seat that she sits in that covers the entire seat. So she doesn't have to touch anything. I mean, that's a little extreme. Is it though? So, okay, so let's start with this. We'll start at the bottom here. Uh, The tray tables are disgusting. We all know that. This is the flight attendant. Oh my gosh, this is disgusting. When cleaners come on, they don't have time to wipe down every individual tray. So it's best wet ones. Please bring them on. Please clean off your trays before you put anything on here. Oh no. Okay, so I don't know what it says about Inside Edition or what it says about us, but she's from Air Hollywood. By the way, Air Hollywood isn't an actual airline. Okay. Air Hollywood is like they have like a bus and the inside of the bus looks like an airplane so people can go on and just get their pictures taken and pretend like they're flying. Oh, just right? a flex for the gram? <laughs> just a flex for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess even their, even their, their, their bus oh, plane no. is, is filthy, right? Oh, uh, but she no. was a real flight attendant. Um, here, oh, go to this one. The asking help with your luggage. Oh, like to put it in the yeah, overhead? Yeah, to put it over the, in the overhead if you need extra help. We do not get paid until the boarding door is closed. If we put that bag in the bin and we get hurt... We do not get to write it off as an on-job injury. No. Come on. Here's the other thing I found out, too. Years ago, there was an article that I was reading where when you calculate uh, or you do research of airlines where it's like on-time flights, because they rank those. We've had more on-time flights than this airline, like especially in the States. On-time flight means that the door to the gate closed on time. Not you left the airport on time and landed on time. So an on time flight, as long as that's why oftentimes they'll rush you, rush you, rush you, rush you, right? Sit, 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 sit. We gotta, we gotta detach. And then when they close that door, if that door is on time, that is technically an on-time flight. So if the door closes on time, but you're sitting on the tarmac waiting yes. for like 30 extra minutes. Yes. It's still technically it's considered on correct, time. correct, Amundo. On-time flights are during takeoff, not what during... not during. Right? I got to get in on that hustle. Oh, here the, here's my... Uh, my uh, go, to, um, go to Diet Coke. Because apparently Diet Coke is the bane of flight attendants' existence when people order Diet Coke. She says flight attendants have an issue with pouring Diet Coke because it fizzes up more than any other soda. I don't know what it is about the chemistry in Diet Coke and us being 40,000 feet in the air, but by the time it takes us to pour one Diet Coke, we could have... 
three other drinks poured. <laughs> right? Come on, that's not Wah. real. Also, why do people only, like, exclusively in their lives never drink tomato juice anywhere else except for when they get on an airplane? You ever notice that? I know people, I've never seen them drink tomato really? juice. You get on a flight, all of it tomato juice, please. <laughs> Is that because you make it... I don't know. You want to make it seem like you're fancier? It's super weird. It's always been that way. People drink tomato juice. I could walk up and down the uh, aisles of an airplane and see a dozen people having a tomato juice. Like you on its own, never, not part of a Caesar. No, nothing on its own. You will never see that anywhere else in your life. You will uh, never walk through a restaurant or a bar or a cafeteria and see a dozen people all drinking tomato juice, except for when you're on an airplane. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, and I don't know why. I have no idea why. Anyway, uh, don't fly Hollywood air. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So cheapest cities in the country to go on a date. Now, how they factored this in, okay, was they considered a date to be dinner for two, share a bottle of wine, two movie tickets, and an eight-kilometer taxi ride. Okay. Whether that's home or there, I, I guess, I don't know. So no snacks at the movie. So if you're on a date, right? Are you going to say no? I mean, it doesn't matter how much I eat before I go to a movie. Yeah. I'm buying snacks. Thank you. Like to me, the experience, the experience of going to a movie yes. is more than just two movie tickets. But anyway, so dinner for two, a shared bottle of wine, two movie tickets, and an eight kilometer ride in a taxi. Gotcha. So this is what it looked like. The average for across the country is $127. What? That's 127? 127. I would tend to disagree. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? I was, that to me, that sounds low. I was going to say like upwards of 200 bucks. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Maybe more 230. Yeah. That's what I thought. Right? Yeah. Like, like if you're going, because here's the thing, okay? If you're going to a restaurant where you're going to get a bottle of wine, yeah. You are not going for $8 tacos. No. Right? Like if you're going to a restaurant where you would order a bottle of wine, your dinner is going to be more than like 50 bucks. Of course. For two people. Yeah. That's like these numbers are insane to me. Uh, okay. So Quebec City. What? Uh, they have the. Bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. You can still smoke in church in Quebec City. Um, Quebec City, they had the cheapest night out for two people, 112 bucks. Okay. Winnipeg. 119, and then you got Edmonton. What up, Edmonton? Uh, Victoria, Ottawa. What up, Ottawa? And Vancouver. All $130. But the most expensive place, of course, was Toronto, where the average cost of a date was $150. So again, how they factored this in was dinner for two, a shared bottle of wine, two movie tickets, and an eight-kilometer taxi ride. Right? Sounds cheap to me. Somebody... Just texted nine two five triple five. What? $127? That's my dinner bill before tip. Never mind movie tickets. Thank you. So Maury went out last night to talk to people who had just been like coming out of date nights. Oh, okay. Uh, at uh, at restaurants. All right, so you guys just had a date night, I'm presuming? Sure, every night's date night. Oh, okay, hey. well, how much did date night cost for the two of you tonight? I don't know. My husband picked up the check. Oh, how much was it? 134 Okay, would you believe that an average date night costs 150 Yes. It seems like you were a little low. That's my uh, habit. You, he ripped you off. No, well, we have show tickets, so, you know. To go. Oh, okay, that's oh. fair. Yeah, the night is young. All right, how was that date night? Amazing. How much did you spend? 
Mm. $250. Whoa. What did you guys have? We had Italian food at Figo. And it was really amazing. Your thoughts oh. on the average being $150? I think that's fine. Normally, we would have paid about that much. But the bottle of wine that we had extra was a little bit more. Yeah. So, how was the date night? So, we didn't intrude and lean over the bush? Yeah, it's great so far. Enjoying Toronto. <laughs> all right, so how much are we spending on tonight's date night? She's uh, entering in all the numbers here. How much was this? Probably 200 Yeah. Okay, the average cost of a date night in Toronto is 150 How does it feel that you've spent more? I don't care. What did, what did you guys have? Oh, we had pasta, salad, appetizer, dessert. It was awesome. Okay, how much have you guys spent tonight on date night? It's none of your business. You don't need to know that. Oh. How much are we Ooh, spending? Yeah, maybe, what, seven, $78. 70. If I have another wine, it will make it more expensive. Oh, yeah. I think $150 is probably normal, but we don't pay that much. It sounds so lit right now. For deals. You know, I think $150 is pretty expensive, but, you know, if a guy was willing to spend that on me, I think that would be really nice and endearing but I mean to me that sounds like you know dinner that sounds like drinks that sounds like an activity maybe a movie or a play like that sounds like a lot of different things there's a lot of stuff where you don't need to spend 150 so that seems a little steep to me I could see something more like 75 especially if it's a first date just like a really good hot dog on this like from a cool cart like that'd be fine but I think it's I look more at the conversation the experience that we had together how well we connected not how much money did you spend on me tonight. Wow. That's a poor man's date as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh-huh, a nice girl. bottle of wine is at least $150 Thank in you. and of itself. So if it's a whole date night that's costing $150, the guy was not good enough for me. Oh! This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. A lot of shows on tonight, man. Hold on. What? It's Wednesday, though. Yeah. Jersey Shore is tomorrow. Yeah. So the Hills was on Monday. Let me break this down for you. Uh, the new Survivor is on tonight, which what I'm actually... season is this now? 39. Oh, my God. Bruh. That which, is crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. Okay, but the only reason why I'm interested in Survivor... Yeah. Because I, like, I like Survivor as a show, right? But it's it's the same thing with Big Brother. It's a, it's a big commitment <laughs> mm-hmm. to just sit and follow those week after week. Um, but on Survivor tonight, they've done... Their new sort of spin on it is that they've brought back two classic Survivor winners that have both said they would never do it again. And they've given them positions as like sort of godlike coaches to people that will entice the characters. So the only reason why I'm interested in Survivor is because Boston Rob is back. Who was Remember Boston, Boston Rob? Was he the guy that was again. always like naked? No, Boston Rob was the guy with the, the Boston accent, and he won like everything, like three times, I think it was. Okay, and Boston he said, Rob. And he said that he was never coming back. And then the other one is the woman who won, but she completely dominated her season from beginning to end. Really? So it's the two, yeah, it's the two of them that are back. And, and reach out to like Richard Hatch? No, well, he the went to the survivor? joint for a while, didn't he? Oh, yeah, didn't he, he well, like Richard, tax evasion or yeah, something? Yeah, Richard Hatch was the, the cautionary tale because reality shows were weren't really like nobody knew what to do with reality show winners back then 39 seasons ago in survivor and when richard hatch won he was sort of the first person to ever win a million dollars in like a television contest yeah so what now now? and he just didn't pay any taxes and i guess he got charged and went to the joint and then his life i don't know what no richard hatch was the guy who was always naked you have to pay taxes on your million dollar winning in america oh in america hell 
yeah. Yeah. But you won it. Yes. Doesn't matter. In America, the government's you pay. told oh. no, you see man. why yes. I would be confused. Yeah, you didn't find it. No, you won it. <laughs> <laughs> like if I gave you a million dollars, right? I'm, I'm the TV network. I give you a million dollars. Why would you pay tax on that? That because, makes no sense. Because I'm suddenly I've just come into a million dollars, and because, but you won it. It's it's like yes. well, it's just like if you go to Vegas and you win. If you're American, taxed on that. you shouldn't be taxed on that either. Yeah, no. If, if you're just don't say yeah, that. yeah, that's why you go that, shut. That's yeah. why you go to Rama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Survivor 39 season tonight. Uh, the Goldbergs tonight. School tonight. Modern Family tonight. Uh, single Parents tonight. Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD tonight. The uh, series finale of Suits starts tonight. Oh South Park. Oh my God, I love Suits so much. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But the big one, I'm telling you, the big show. Okay, what, what, Is what? Big Brother finale. No, The Masked mm. Singer starts again tonight. Season two of The Masked Singer. Wait, they're in season two? Yes. Yeah, I've been seeing ads for this, yes. like ramping up the past couple of weeks. I thought this was like the first season no, of the man. show. They season had a whole two. season last year. Season two so starts tonight. Are they okay, famous so, people who yeah. are in They put costume? them in these elaborate costumes, and they have them sing, and then there's a panel of judges who have to guess who the famous person is who is singing. That should be the easiest thing ever. But it's not. So, it's really difficult. And then they give clues. Okay, so right? I heard of this show now, like this year, because yeah. of the, the ads that I'm seeing. Yeah. How did we not hear about it last year? Like, we're... Who were like some of the big names that made the show okay, last well, year? Well, here's the other thing is that you have to like, you have to sort of drop your... It's um, not like it's Beyonce in a... No. Like in a bunny costume. No, no, no. Like everybody when the show first started was like, oh my God, I bet it's Brad Pitt. I bet it's Brad Pitt. And, you know, it's like... It's not. It was like Richard Nick Hatch. Cannon. Yeah, it's like Rick, Richard Hatch. No, Nick Cannon hosts the show. <laughs> um, but no, it's it wasn't that. It's 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 a way less. So it's like not just singers. List. It could be movie stars and TV stars. Yeah, here, and, hold on, here. I'll tell you who's on it last year. Um, yeah, like I'm real curious because again, I don't know how I missed the boat on the Masked Singer last year. Yeah, it's super weird. What right? do you? Yeah, like, hold would, on here. Would <clears throat> excuse me. You know. Would like Adele. Okay, pop no, okay, up. so here we go. So, um, Rumor Willis was the lion. Joey Fatone was the rabbit. Latoya Jackson was the alien. Ricky Lake was the raven. Oh. Tori Spelling was the unicorn. Terry Bradshaw was the deer. Margaret Cho was the poodle. Uh, and Antonio Brown was the hippo. But everybody, when the show started, was like, oh my God, I bet you that's, I, be, I bet you that's Angelina Jolie. Oh, so it's the same celebrity every week that they, and, or, yeah, so it, it's like a competition. It's like gotcha. The Voice. It's like oh. American Idol. Except they got to dress right. in these ridiculous <laughs> outfits. It's a great idea. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. No, I love it. People love it. But watch The Masked Singer tonight. Give it a shot because it is bonkers, Good man. Good morning, Shem. T-Pain won last year. He was the monster. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. well, there you go. So I guess. Yeah. I'm sprung. Yeah. Let me yeah. buy you a drink. Yeah. That Wait, guy? but hold on. But would they have put that thing on it, the effect on his voice, though, when he no, was singing? No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. He's a fantastic singer. Yeah, it. yeah. But all, wow. the, all the singing stuff is like pre recorded and whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but they still get out there and dance in their full, like, massive costumes. It's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Wow. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I guess Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum are going to all come back for the new Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Are you not interested in that? I mean, cool. R really? Sure. Oh, everybody's yeah. freaking out about this this morning, man. All right. You're not. I, I'm like, okay. yeah. Okay. I'm all right with it. Yeah. 
You're, are you not like a big Jurassic Park fan? That seems to me like right in your wheelhouse as far as age goes. Yeah, I, well, like millennials, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah? Yeah. It should be. You were like, uh, you were like a little kid when Jurassic Park came out, right? Oh, yeah, like yeah, real little. Yeah. I think it came out like before you, I was born. You probably don't even remember the first one. No. <laughs> I think it had to do with dinosaurs? Yeah, you think. Right? Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't see the last, the last one. I saw the first, like, the Chris Pratt remake. I didn't see the one that came out, I guess it was last year. The other Chris Pratt one. The other one, yeah. Yeah, the Jurassic one. World 2. Yes. Right. I didn't see that one. No. Oh, okay. So, but anyway, I'm just saying a lot of people are happy. I thought you would be like over the moon, but you're not. Okay, fine, no problem. Moving on. No, it's great news. I'm Why happy do you hate Jurassic them. Park so much? I don't hate Jurassic well, Park. Well, it sounds like you do. No, it's fine. It's yeah. great. Okay, I think they're good movies. I don't okay. like. All right, I'm not going to hate on them. Okay, like they're Whatever. great movies. No, it's fine. No they're problem. Fantastic. I okay. like them. Yeah, man. Yeah. All no right. problem. So people, so what are people yeah, saying though? Nothing. Like nothing. Happy. Who cares? You don't care. Don't no, I do care. I'm, I'm no. genuinely no, interested. I, I, listen, I only read that headline because yeah. I thought you were interested. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we're samesies on this then. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like, good for them. They got jobs. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Right? They're coming back to the movie yeah, franchise. Whatever. That's fantastic. Wow, you're really interested in this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it was your thing. <laughs> like, the more I think about it, I am kind of interested now. Did they say, like... I have no information. I, I honestly read that headline and I expected you to lose your mind and just carry the whole conversation. I have nothing other than what I just read you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but now I have questions that I need answers. Well, answer. unfortunately, I don't have answers because I don't care. Oh. <laughs> Dude, you're such a jerk. This is one massive troll job. Thanks. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, I know you do not use Siri. You don't use Google Home. You don't... You're not down with like Alexa. I do not. All about privacy. Yes. As a lot of people are and should be concerned with. But get this, today, so McDonald's is doing like a big hiring campaign, right? Okay. And you can now today start an application to work at McDonald's by using voice commands with Amazon's Alexa or Google Assistant. If users say... Alexa, help me get a job at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa will ask which country they want to work in. Then they'll play the McDonald's I'm loving it jingle. And then after that, here's where I know your eyebrows going to be like, huh? Yeah. Users can share their phone number and get a link to continue the application process. Really? Yeah. Alexa also shares some facts about working for the company, such as how it can lead to jobs in other fields. <laughs> that's so fun. Okay, that's great. I don't mind that. So the function is available in the U.S., Canada, Australia, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Spain, and the U.K. And for example, in Canada, or sorry, in Toronto specifically, there are 414 jobs up for grabs. Really? At McDonald's. And they're doing the same thing. They're looking for 338 uh, part-time crew workers in New York. I will say this about people who have worked through, have gone, done their tour of a McDonald's. Because I've worked with a lot of young people yeah. who have 
some of them recently come out of their tour at McDonald's. I will take somebody who's done a tour at McDonald's before I will take a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's work. Of course it is. And you got to show up early. And yeah. you got to work late night and you got to deal with some irate customers and yeah. you have to get it right. It's about consistency. It's about no excuses. It's about learning. It's about working with, like, I'm telling you right now, people who have done any sort of length of tour working at a McDonald's, I will work with them before I'll work with a lot of other people. They understand organization, man. Yeah. They no, understand man, being a no part of a crew. McDonald's growing up. I'm kidding? telling you. Um, so again, right now, uh, Amazon Alexa is how you can ask. Did and you apply. just did you just apply for, to McDonald's by even doing this story? I mean, by if somebody it? has Amazon Alexa at home, <laughs> yeah, chances are I just activated it. Yeah, maybe you just filled all those spots. How many yeah. jobs? How many spots do they have? So right now in Toronto alone, yeah. four hundred and fourteen. Okay, yeah, I guarantee you, there's no, they're all they're all full. They're, all full. they're yeah. all full. So again, Alexa, help me help me get a job at McDonald's, and Alexa's going to ask which country. Yeah, man, I'm say Canada. Yes. I'll be quiet. Alexa, help me get a job at McDonald's. <laughs> you gotta wait. Canada. <laughs> if that activated your Alexa, feel free to text us. 925 Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Earlier this morning, we were telling you about a new way that McDonald's is allowing you to apply for a job yeah. with them. And starting today, you can start your application process using voice commands with Amazon's Alexa or Google Assistant. If users say, Alexa, help me get a job at McDonald's, <laughs> Alexa will ask which country they want to work in sure. and then play the I'm loving it jingle. Right. And then after that, you share your phone number, blah, blah, blah. Right? Yeah. So when I did that earlier this morning, we were getting inundated with texts from people at 925 Somebody wrote, said, my Alexa is going crazy. <laughs> Somebody else wrote- Because you said it? Because I said it, and it activated their Alexa at See, home. See, this is what I don't like, man. It's super weird. Mocha's such a troll. My Alexa kept coming on at that time. Somebody else wrote, every time you said Alexa, you confuse my Alexa, and then I missed a part of your story. Right. Because it interrupts. Oh, right. Right? Somebody said, you were playing off of my Alexa, and then she stopped to tell me ways that she can help me. <laughs> Somebody else wrote, I walked out of my room, came back to Alexa, walking me through the steps of how to find a job at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the interesting thing, man. Years ago, okay, if you walked into the room and your grandfather was there and you were like, hey, Gramps, and if your grandfather looked at you and went, the man on the radio just turned on the television, you'd put him in a home. <laughs> right? <laughs> What'd you say? Say that again, Gramps? <laughs> the man on the radio turned on the television. You'd put him in a home. Ma, it's happening like you said. Yeah, exactly. But now... It would be a completely normal thing. You'd be like, yo, come and check, check this out, man. The dude on the radio just turned on the television. And you guys would all gather around and wait for it to happen again. It's the weirdest world we're living in now, man. Alexa, help me get a job at McDonald's. 
So now everybody's Alexa. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see this story about this couple that adopted a kid that turned out to be a sociopath teenager with dwarfism. Isn't that a movie? Hold on, what? Okay, so this couple adopted <laughs> what they thought was, and I don't even know if I believe this story, to be honest with you, but it's been picked up by a bunch of places, so why not? They adopted a daughter. So it was an American couple. They adopted a daughter that they were told was nine. Okay. They claim that they were lied to, and it was a teenager posing as a child who had dwarfism and they found it weird like when she got her period and stuff and they said that sometimes she would act like a child like she liked to dress up in like kids clothes but then she liked also hanging out with teenagers okay (laughs) and she had the vocabulary of an adult they said but she was only nine and then they claimed that the kid was like trying to kill them what? <laughs> Come on, man. This is a movie. What movie yeah. was this? This, w- this was a movie where they adopted a little girl and the little girl turned out to be like a teenager and she tried to kill them. This was a plot of a movie. Orphan. What? Orphan. Orphan. Did you ever see Orphan? I never saw it. Oh my God. Orphan's great. Yeah? So here, so listen to this clip. It's a little hard to hear, but this is the adopted mom talking about their little girl. She was hiding knives in her couches. She was talking about she was going to kill family members, poison people. She put chemicals on the coffee. We were told in the medical paperwork that we had that she was six years old. She would stand over people in their sleep. She'd be standing in the middle of the room and she would say, I'm waiting for the right time. Okay. Standing over you while you're sleeping? Yeah, and then you no. wake up, and then she just no. looks at you and goes, I'm waiting for the right time. No, absolutely okay. not. Get right? out. Pack your bags okay. and leave. So now I guess the parents are charged with abandoning her because they wait, took wait. off. So the the the, uh, the adoption <laughs> okay. agency that they got her from, well, right? Or wherever it was that they got yeah. her from, the organization, let's just say, right? Yeah. Did they, they obviously didn't know that she was... A teenager, so okay. she scammed them as well. So according to Had the birth, to according to the birth certificate, they say that Natalia, who's the little kid, was born in Ukraine, and that she didn't have any foreign accent, and she couldn't understand Ukrainian. However, okay, um, and she couldn't even describe her homeland. So that was a red flag. Despite realizing that her daughter was much older than she believed, Kristen, the mom, says. But I didn't have any regrets. This was what I wanted to do. Yeah. I felt overwhelming love for her. And then things changed when Natalia began to display aggressive behavior. Christian says that her daughter would draw pictures of killing family members. Oh my God. <laughs> then wrap the sketches up in blankets and bury them in the backyard. Okay, yeah, that's a movie, bro. <laughs> that is a straight up movie. Right? But this was a movie. I know it sounds like I'm describing what should be a movie, but this was already a movie. Yo, I'd be scared to fall asleep, huh? Yeah, but this was already a movie. And it was a good movie. <laughs> they don't need to remake it already. It was a good movie. Just waiting for the right time. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I know that the Emmys the other night, and we talked about this, were the lowest rated Emmys in like ever, I think. Yeah. I don't even know. And because everybody gets up there and it's hyper-political and people don't want... I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But I will say this. Between the Emmys and the Golden Globes when it comes to television, people get sort of 
turned off when the people and shows that win are people and shows that nobody watches, right? Yeah. It seems like, how can you relate at that point? And then I was saying that I actually don't mind that because I had no idea what Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was until I think they cleaned up at the Golden Globes or the Emmys that year. And then I started watching it and I loved that show. Yeah. I loved that show. And, the, and it's happened before with other shows as well. And on Sunday during the Emmys... I was really pushing for Julia Louis-Dreyfus to break the record for most Emmys won, and it was her last season on Veep, and she had gone through cancer everything else. Right. And Veep didn't win, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus didn't win, and this show called Fleabag won. And I was like, again, much like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I'm like, what is this? What the hell's a Fleabag? What is Fleabag? So... Don't I put Fleabag on last night on Amazon, and is it not my new favorite show? Get out. Oh, my God. So you understand why I was oh racking up all the wins. Oh, my God. How many seasons? Only one? No, so it's far? two, but it's weird because it came out in, like, the BBC in, like, 2017, yeah. and then they did another ep season, and then Amazon picked it up. So it's not an Amazon original. So because it showed up on Amazon, it was then suddenly... Um, eligible for Emmy consideration, but like the show is done. Like the, the woman who won the Emmy, like she, the show's over for her. It's oh. just, yeah, they did two seasons and I think that each season is like six episodes. So in total, it's only like 12 episodes, I That's think. It? Yeah, but I'm telling you, okay, what, so. So what's it okay, even about? Let me, let me talk to, uh, let, me, let me talk to the ladies out there, okay? Uh, all the flea baggers out there. Okay, all the flea baggers out there. This character in this show is the the way that the show works is that it's sort of like what f the Frank Underwood character was in that Kevin Spacey played in House of Cards. Okay. Where he's in a scene, but then all of a sudden he turns to the camera and talks to the audience. Right? Okay. Okay. And this show is about a unbelievably charismatic and charming woman who is sort of going through a real rough patch in her life with her family and her job and her everything else. Yeah. Uh, she drinks too much. She has too much sex. <laughs> she uh, is a bit of a mess. Yeah. She stole her sister's shirt. She like this. Like she's a wreck of a woman, but she is amazing. She is like the hero of everybody who's ever had like a crap year. Right? Really? Yeah, she is. This character in the show is so great. And maybe I'm mischaracterizing it and everything else. I'm only a couple episodes in. I don't know. You can come at me for that. But I'm telling you right now, if you have Amazon, Fleabag is your new favorite show. I guarantee Fleabag is your new favorite show. Okay, I'll yeah. give it a shot. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Bras and Mocha got you. Hi, Olivia. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, how are you? Doing good. How are you today? Good, thanks. Uh, Olivia, you wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha, FML, Fix My Life. My ex and I broke up three and a half years ago. He was my first true love, and I can't get over him. Any advice on how I can truly move on? How old are you? I'm 23. I'm 23. So yeah. why did you break up three years ago? Uh, It wasn't working anymore. But like what wasn't working? Working overnight, and yeah. it just wasn't working anymore. But you guys weren't like fighting or anything, there was no cheating or anything like that? Um, Yeah, cheating on his side, like emotionally cheating for sure. So what, well, like somebody at work or something? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I started dating someone three days after we broke up. How long had you? Well, no, he started dating her while you were still together. Um, how long had you been together? Uh, two years. So you were together two years. So you met him when you were like, what, 18? Uh, yes. 
So what is it about this guy that's got you like still feeling it for him? I don't know. I just remember like all the good memories and he was my best friend before we started dating and everything. So I think I'm holding on to all that kind of stuff. But he was a friend who treated you poorly though. Right. But I always try and like I think of all the good stuff and I know that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, but do you also think about the fact that he cheated on you? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me upset, but I still think of all the good stuff. Well, like, don't. I still want to be able to talk to him and stuff like that. No, In you. the three and a half years that the two of y'all broke up, has he been dating somebody else or have you been dating anybody else? Uh, he dated that girl for like two years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how about now? After we broke up. Uh, he's single now. Why do you know so much about him right now? Because I still try and talk to him. <laughs> so hold on here. So you had a boyfriend who treated you poorly. He, you guys broke up. He started dating the girl that he was probably had on the side while you guys were together two days right. later. And now you've friend zoned yourself in his life. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. You, that's you a need, good way you of need to, it. you, you are so much better than this. You need to, you need to realize that. You need to realize that you don't have to do any of this and that somebody did not care about you, but you had feelings for them and, and you're only trying to remember the good stuff and not the bad stuff. You can get over this guy because I'll tell you, this guy isn't the guy that you thought he was. Right now, you're in a great position for him. He knows that if he was like, hey, uh, Olivia, you want to come over tonight? You'd be there in a second. He's got you there. Right. But he doesn't have to commit to you, and he doesn't even have to be particularly nice to you. Yeah, it's true. He hasn't been very nice. Olivia, do you know why he broke up with the other girl? Uh, he basically did the same thing to her. That he oh, my God! Olivia, this guy cheated on you with this next girl. He broke up with her because he cheated on her with somebody else, and you still want to be in his life? Uh, yeah, like, I just think of all the good stuff. No, I there was no, crazy. okay, the, the oh good, the, okay. Oh my God, Here's, Olivia! This is, what wind, this is what winds up happening when your relationship is like heroin, okay? Is that you just keep chasing those good days. So you're going to be in a relationship and you guys are going to have a good day. And in the middle of those good days, you're going to have awful days of feelings of insecurity and him emotionally cheating on you and not being there for you. You're going to have those days and you're going to start to feel terrible about yourself, but then you're going to have another good day. Right. And th that good right. day, that good day sort of erases all the bad days. Okay. But what you have to know in those situations, all right, a not terrible day is not a good day. Yeah. And you've convinced yourself that you had a string of these not terrible days and you're in your head. Those were actually good days. They were not good days. They were bad. Right. They were all bad and they're bad for you. Do you still follow this guy on social media? Uh, he doesn't really post anything. Only on nah, Instagram. That's not the question. That's not the question. Uh, only on Instagram? Yeah, don't. Okay. Unfollow today. <laughs> but do you creep okay, him on Facebook? Even though if you guys aren't like technically quote unquote friends on Facebook, is his profile still like completely open and you can go in and see what he's up to? Yeah. Yeah, don't. Yeah. See? Don't do that. Olivia, oh my God. I just God. do a casual check once in no, a while. Casual no, check for no, what? This guy cheated yourself. on... Yo, Olivia. Oh, you, Olivia. The problem, you, it's not... You called us saying, how do I get over this guy? Well, there are ways to get over this guy, but you don't want to do any of them. You don't want to stop right. talking to him. You don't want to cut him out of your life. You still want to be there for him if you ever picked up the phone and said, hey, come back and be my girl. That's not wanting. Right. That's not wanting to get somebody out of your life. Wait a minute, Olivia. Have you ever been on the phone with him, or like have been in a text conversation with him and say to him, "Hey, I think we should get back together." No. Okay. But when he was breaking up with this girl, I bet you he called you, right? No, he didn't actually. No. Okay. She called me to talk about she it. She called you. 
Yeah. Olivia. You got to get these people out of your life, hon. Okay. Don't yeah. you feel that you're better than this? Yeah, but like I said, I think of all the good stuff. No, it's so. not good stuff. We already we already went over that. Olivia. Yeah. Cheaters do not deserve forgiveness. Wow. Okay. Hold on now. Hold okay. on now. Olivia. <laughs> Hold on now. Her cheater does not deserve forgiveness hold on now because i don't know i can't i can't agree with that but what i will say is this you can take mocha's cheaters never deserve forgiveness that's the the this sort guy's of, gonna ruin her life no, no, i know that but what i'm saying is <laughs> garbage people don't need to be a part of your life right everything about this was awful cut them out cut them out also mocha cheaters don't deserve <laughs> <Right>. forgiveness <laughs> And Goonies never I will never remember lie. that. <laughs> right? True saying. Yeah, true saying. Cheaters never deserve forgiveness and Goonies never lie. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Olivia. I hope we helped you out. Thanks. By the way, Roz is my favorite. Well, we didn't ask, you so it doesn't count. Olivia, there. you know it doesn't count unless Mocha asks. Okay, I'll let him ask me then. Okay, <laughs> Olivia, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz. Okay, All right. Thank you. Liz. Thanks, girl. Thanks. Have a good one. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. All right. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, uh, Colt says that they will stop manufacturing AR-15 assault rifles for the consumer market. Oh, really? Uh, gun manufacturer Colt said that they will cease production on AR-15. For, now, this is very specific. For the consumer market, this, of course, is in the wave of all the recent mass shootings where the weapon of choice is the AR-15. Uh, however, they don't mention the mass shootings in their reasoning for stopping manufacturing for sales for the consumers for regular people they say this at the end of the day we believe it is good sense to follow consumer demand and to adjust as market dynamics change that's from the ceo of colt he goes on to say colt has been a stout supporter of the second amendment for over 180 years and remains so and will continue to provide its customers with the finest quality firearms in the world now they did say that significant excess manufacturing is at capacity saying we believe there is adequate supply of modern sporting rifles for the foreseeable future. So their reasoning to stop manufacturing the AR-15 is because they're like, well, I think we made enough of those because there's too many of them. Right. Their reasoning for stopping is because the market is just flooded with AR-15s because the demand for AR-15s is so high that they can't possibly see a demand for more. But what happens when that supply goes down, down, and down. Well, it was only... However good. long that takes, right? Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, though. Uh, Megan Fox, I have not seen Megan Fox in a really long time, but it was the 10th anniversary of Jennifer's body, and she did an interview with E.T., and I miss Megan Fox, and I didn't know how much I actually miss Megan Fox until watching clips of this interview. So the first clip is Megan Fox talking about the breakdown she had because how over and hypersexualized she was and was turned into this thing in Hollywood. How sexualized I was and how I was like reduced to, I mean, objectified is like, it's not the right word. It doesn't capture what was happening to me at the time. I had, I think, a genuine psychological breakdown, probably, where 
I wanted just nothing to do. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to have to take a photo. I didn't want to have to do a magazine. I didn't want to have to walk a carpet. I was sort of out in front of the Me Too movement before the Me Too movement happened. Like yeah. I was speaking out and saying, you know, hey, these things are happening to me and they're not okay. And everyone was like, oh, f- you. We don't care. You deserve it. Wow. 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 Oh, oh, no. You want to hear Megan Fox go off? Ask Megan Fox, why don't, why don't you work more? Journalists will be like, what do you, I mean, it's nice to see you in a movie because you don't really work that much. And it's like, I have given birth, I've gestated and given birth to three children. I starred in a movie that opened worldwide number one twice. I was on a critically acclaimed sitcom. I f***ing executive produced and created a show about archaeological controversies. How much more productive does a woman need to be? And I'm in an industry that treats pregnancy like leprosy, so it's not like I can keep working once I'm past five months. I have to just do nothing. (laughs) Yo, bravo. Bravo, Megan Fox. Right? Bravo, Megan Fox. We love you. I don't want to say I wish you worked more because I don't want to feel that wrath, but I will say this. I miss you. Yeah. I miss that fire. I miss that thing that you brought to always just sort of being at the forefront of everything. And I know it's... fame sucks and everything else but that sort of fire is what we need i love that plenty of fish is banning hold on plenty of fish still exists what are you talking about plenty of fish still exists of course it does sorry I'm, i apologize to all you plenty of i fishers. just found that out this morning oh okay okay <laughs> um, <laughs> if i if i don't play like it's a big deal then why am i doing this story man okay so plenty of fish is uh banning photo filters Really? Yes, they Wait, are on your well, profile picture. Well, you can tell. What do you mean? How can they tell? You can tell. Okay. Can I tell you why you can tell? What? I mean, maybe, maybe photo filters are maybe like toupees where you only notice the bad ones, right? <laughs> uh, the majority of time that I see people using photo filters, they have no idea what they're doing with them. Yeah. Right? They have no idea what they're, they're like, doing hey, with them. It kind of looks good, Smooth. I guess. Yeah. Right, and you wind up looking. You look like a fish, right, or what? Like a thumb. Plenty of fish. Yeah, plenty of fish. Oh, hey y'all! So they polled their members and found that seventy percent of their members think that think that filters are deceptive, especially ones that airbrush your face. And fifty-two percent said that they should be banned. Twenty-three percent of people said that using a filter like that makes you seem insecure. And sixteen percent said it makes you seem superficial. I will say this: my opinion on filters. Filters do the exact opposite thing that you think that they do, which is you think that filters will make you look younger. Filters make you look older. Oh, really? You think that? Filters make you look older. Because when I see somebody using a filter, I'm always like, you seem like somebody who is insecure about certain natural things that happen with age and but oftentimes those insecurities start when people are very young. Yeah. So when I see somebody who's all filtered off, I think that they are much older than what they are filtering off much more than they did. But what if you use uh, Clarendon? What is that? It's a filter or a gingham or moon or lark or rays or but are they No, are they or the slumber deep, are, or crema? No, but you're just talking cool like color filters. Yeah. No, 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 no. Those are fine. You just, you're not allowed to use like the face tune. 
Oh, okay. And stuff like that. So you I'm use still Face good with too, Val- I'm still good with Valencia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. You're fine with Valencia, yeah, baby. X Pro Two. No, you just can't I, do. I, you I, just can't do FaceTube okay, Pro. What about Summer Glow? No. What is that? Where it makes you look like you're glowing. No. Don't ever do that. <laughs> Nobody should you know ever do that. How young it makes that. me look? No, it doesn't, Maury. It doesn't at all. No. How many don't. filters do you normally use on a picture? Like ten, right? It, between tw- ten and twelve. Jeez. Don't. Morning glow. Morning glow. I didn't need to know. Uh, last night on late night TV, Seth, Trevor, and uh, Steven had fun with Justin Trudeau's brown face uh, scandal. So this was Stephen Colbert. Prime Minister and man, you're a boot to be surprised by Justin Trudeau. A photo has emerged of Trudeau wearing brown face at a party. This is pretty bad. And I just want to say, it's not us this time. Suck it, Canada. Seth Meyers said this. I'm not going to show you the picture because it's really bad. It's so bad that Canadians traveling in Europe are going to start telling people they're American. And Trevor Noah. Trudeau came out to apologize for one blackface and ended up admitting to more. <laughs> He's like, I did brownface for Aladdin and I did blackface when I sang the song Deo. And now, if you'll excuse me, daylight's coming and me one go home. <laughs> that was the best one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Lily Singh said nothing, huh? No. Which nothing. is interesting to me because and they made such... He was supposed to be on her show and they canceled him. Yeah, of course they did. But because she's made such a, a name for herself, you know, sort and then they made a huge deal, and she made a huge deal, and rightfully so, of her being sort of like a new face, a brown yeah. face on late night. And uh, but I don't. I wonder if she wanted to say something, and well, the network was like, mm. "Here's what I do know about that show." Is that they tape it all in pieces? It's not like the other late night shows where they do oh. it all. They, they do it all in one day. So last night's show may have already been done and in the can. Gotcha. Days and days ago. Right. Because it's a 30-minute show and they're doing a little bit of a different format with her show than they do with other shows. So when so she it, tapes new ones, will it be too late? Yeah, it may be. I yeah. don't know. I don't know, but Maybe I know... that's why she didn't. But yeah, but her show is not... They don't do it the same way. They don't produce the show in the same way that they do all the other late night shows. Mm. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was on that Hot Wings show. I love that show so much. <laughs> it's stupid. It's funny, though. They yeah. get really great guests on that show. And so the story was years ago that in 2012, when Shia LaBeouf and Tom Hardy were filming Lawless, that Shia LaBeouf knocked out Tom Hardy, right? That was the story. Come on. That was, that was the story. You're telling me Shia LaBeouf knocked out Bane? Okay, so that was the story. No. So... um what actually happened was they were all staying in like one sort of apartment complex and Shia LaBeouf was in his room yeah. with a woman. Okay. Like talking, doing stuff. Uh-huh. And they saw Tom Hardy walking into the complex and I guess he was like, hey, what's going on? And then Tom Hardy at that time was jacked because he was getting ready to film Super Batman yeah. as Bane. And for some reason, Tom Hardy came busting through the door of Shia LaBeouf's room. Like, come at me, bro? While Shia LaBeouf was naked. I'm guessing more of just a goof. Right. But this is what went down. 
He runs into the room. My, the girl I was with at the time was terrified. And she covered up and she ran into the kitchen. He picked me up and I didn't have nothing on. So now I'm naked on his shoulder. We're in the hallway. We're wrestling around. I'm like, Peanut's filming it all. I'm like, Peanut, you can't be filming it. And we're like wrestling. And then I got upset about it because he got the better of me. But I'm in some weird twisty naked position. We wound up like inching over the stairs where the stairs were. And he fell down the stairs. And he wound up hurting his back. So for the rest of the shoot, he told everybody I knocked him out. But that wasn't the case. We were having some weird, like, a cutie wrestling match. <laughs> Get out of here. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, man. And the only person with that footage is his friend named Peanut. Yeah. Well, Tom Hardy's got that, like, hooligan thing in him, right? Where, oh, like, and those yeah. guys love getting naked. And just wrestling, like it's just like he's got that thing in him. He's that he's that type of dude, it's a right? World, it's a different. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So the Kardashians were laughed off stage last night at the. Uh, I missed Emmy that Awards. part. What happened? <laughs> okay, so Kim and Kendall come out, and they're they t- they're taking it very seriously, and. It's not a goof to them, but they wrote them this script that nobody in their organization and not even them. And this goes to just like add this to the enclosed world that all these people live in. Okay. So they're there talking about kind of like reality television and the script they give them is literally a goof like it is setting them up for mockery and the fact that nobody nobody picked up on this is astonishing our family knows firsthand how truly compelling television comes from real people just being themselves telling their stories unfiltered and unscripted <laughs> oh okay, okay. Ooh. yeah you know what I mean? And nobody in their, right? in their squad knew. No, nobody in their squad was like, maybe don't say that. You're going to yeah. get goofed on. And yeah. the audience was laughing at them. Can we get a rewrite on this while one? They, while they were there. <laughs> Can we just have the girls go out and say, and the nominees are? Right? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. That's so funny, dude. Uh, uh, the Emmys had a... Bump headline. No, uh, big bump. Ratings for the Emmys sink oh, to an all-time low. Oh, this past weekend, people just aren't watching award shows anymore, man. I know. It's just the way it goes. That just like, seems to be the common every, headline every, after every award show. It's the, the lowest shows, ratings yeah. they've had in twenty years. TV's never been better. We are living right now in the greatest moment of television ever. The best shows with the biggest stars, and. Nobody's watching the Emmys. I wonder if because people don't, people like what they like and they decide what it is that they like. And maybe you meet a bunch of people who also like the same shows and they don't care about the actors and actresses and writers and directors and screenplay writers who win the awards. They just like the product. I don't think that they like people getting on stage and being super political and accepting speeches. I think it's a total bore. Awards Maybe. shows aren't fun anymore. Maybe. They're not. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't say the things that they say. Feel free. But award just show, not at the award a, show. Award shows used yeah. to be so much fun. You'd get together with friends. And you'd have a couple bottles of wine and you'd make food. They were a good time. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, what crazy thing happened? Funny skits. Award shows aren't fun anymore. They don't even have hosts anymore. Yeah. They're, they're, no, they're no fun. Um, Billy Porter... Historic win last night at the Emmys. Billy Porter, uh, who plays uh, flamboyant ballroom MC, 
Pray tell. That's a great name, huh? <laughs> Pray tell. In, uh, in Pose became the first openly gay black man to win the lead actor in a drama category. This is a little bit of Billy Porta. God, God bless you all. The category is love, y'all. Love. I am so overwhelmed and I am so overjoyed to have lived long enough to see this day. James Baldwin said, took many years of vomiting up all the filth that I had been taught about myself and halfway believed before I could walk around this earth like I had the right to be here. I have the right. You have the right. We all have the right. Right? Takashi 69. I love this story. I had no idea what a Takashi 69 was before this whole trial started, but he oh, no. is a he's a rapper, right? He's a rapper okay. from New York. From New York he's and got a big mouth. And for the last 3 days. He's the guy that you see all over now, uh, all over the news and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, be, he's got the rainbow hair and he's yeah. got the giant 69 he's tattoos. His face on his forehead, everything. yeah. So I'm interested in this because he looks, there's nobody else in the world that looks like Takashi 69. And yeah. he has been in a New York court for the past four days, I guess, uh, snitching. Yeah. Right? On everybody. On everybody. It is unbelievable like, he, the amount of people he's rolling on right now. He said that Cardi B was a member of this gang that he's snitching on. Oh. Like, there's a lot of people. Yeah. So the story was he doesn't think he's going to do any time. He was supposed to get 49 years, I think. Yeah. But he thinks that his testimony that he gave and how much he rolled on everybody is going to get him zero jail time. So the assumption was that he would then go into witness witness protection program and that he would There's be no way. in charge of removing all his tattoos or whatever. I don't know what you do at that point when you look like this guy. He's got a thousand no tattoos way. on his body. There is no way. He says now that he has no intention of going into the witness protection program. And he's basically going to hide in plain sight and yeah, just and, right. and just hire twenty four hour security. That he's, won't help. He you, says bro. he wants to release a new album. That he's got new music and I guess tour and I guess do like all the thing. Like he he wants to come out of all of this after five days of snitching on everybody in the music industry, saying that they're all in gangs. Oh, and he my, thinks that he's no. going to be able to live a normal life. <laughs> His life in jail is so bad that they. Removed him from the jail that he was housed in. Yeah. First of all, he was segregated from like Everybody. all the other all the other inmates, yeah. and they relocated him to a jail <laughs> that is just full of other snitches. Right? Yeah. Like that's how bad the situation yeah. is. Yeah. It's so, like din- dinner for schmucks. It's like jail for snitches. <laughs> right? It's all the dudes that have just rolled on people. They have to put I don't them know all why in one this cell. Guy thinks he's like bulletproof. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. But he's the guy in all the memes when something goes wrong, like a yeah. Trudeau story or whatever. He's the guy in the suit with all the tattoos on his Just face. giving up all the, <laughs> all the facts. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Lizzo has been ruled eligible to compete for Best New Artist at hey. the Grammys. So that is very cool. Uh, there's, you, always, there's always controversy as to what that exactly means, Best New Artist. Now, is it... Do you have to come out in that year or is it the year that you hit after years of trying? Like it's a really sort of, it's very subjective. 
So their criteria is the artist must have released as a featured performing artist a minimum of five singles or tracks or one album, but not more than 30 singles, tracks, or three albums prior to their eligibility year. Uh, While Lizzo had released two previous albums, two EPs, and two collaborative mixtapes prior to the start of her current eligibility year, the Grammys sometimes don't count releases on small independent labels on the grounds that they didn't really allow the artist a fair chance to break through. So good on you, Lizzo. Love it. Hope you win. You deserve it. Agreed. Man, it's real tough to be a Kanye West fan, huh? Oh, my God. Dude, so don't even. The new album, Jesus is King, was supposed to be out tomorrow, right? Yeah. And now it's not. What? So what's happened? I don't understand. I don't get it. The rumor is that he's putting it together in Wyoming, much like yeah. the last round of projects he was working on last yeah. year. And... uh I guess execs from Def Jam, from the record label that he's on, yeah. flew out to Wyoming to have a meeting with him. Right. And who knows what was said in that meeting and why it was taken off the shelf for tomorrow. Oh. But there was a conversation, and whether it was Kanye's decision or the record label's decision, we will not get that Kanye album oh. tomorrow. Oh. Which, I mean, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Roz and Mocha Q&A. Ask Roz and Mocha. These are your questions submitted through Instagram at KISS925. We'll try to blast through as many as we can right now. And of course, uh, we have one of you to join us on the phone right now. Hi, Sebastian. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey. All right. What is your question? Hey. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Me and my wife had this discussion on a long drive, and then we just thought we'd throw it at you guys. So uh, when your kids grow up, what's a small thing that if they did it, you'd be low-key disappointed in? Like, just to give you an example, for us, it was if we go to a restaurant and she orders her steak well done. (laughs) Yeah, at that point, don't even order a steak. Okay. Yeah, so so that's what, exactly what we said. Okay, so we're talking like minimal thing, not like if she decides to take history in university, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So like for you, if like Roxy, if in 10 years from now, if Roxy grew up and doesn't like tight pants. Wow, jeez. And she was like all baggy everything? Like, like tight pants on yeah. her or tight pants on yeah. me? Oh, tight pants on her. Oh, I don't or care Or like if wears. Cruz doesn't like wrestling. Oh. Oh, don't right? eat it, bro. That's what, not, what, that's what, not what do you mean? To, There's nothing you can what do, you, but right? What are you going like to do if Cruz looks them. at you one day and goes, oh, that's so dumb, wrestling? Like, what if he calls the thing that you love third most in the world dumb? Yeah, I would probably, like, inside be broken. Yeah. But on the exterior, be like, yeah, I didn't really like it that much anyway. <laughs> And like, I'm cool with it and everything, yeah. but, you know, it's not, like, it's not my life. Right. God, that's really interesting, because um, I, I try and set rocks up now for things. Like, I don't think that she's suddenly going to be a ketchup eater, you know? Yeah. Um, because you don't have ketchup in your... She's never had it. Like, in your place, and she, it's not like you've introduced her to it to yeah. say, try this, also, we don't like it in the house. Right. Like, accidentally, she's had it a few times, like on a burger and whatever, and she always scrapes it off because she doesn't like sweet, right? And ketchup sweet. So it would break my heart if she suddenly, one day had a realization that I have deprived her of the greatest thing in the world, which is ketchup. And then she became a ketchup eater at like an adult. Yeah. That would, I think I would lose my mind a little bit over that. That would be heartbreaking. Cause I, I, what's that more? Or pickles on a hamburger. 
Yeah, or pickles on a hamburger. Yeah, I Does don't. Does she eat pickles? Does she like pickles? Uh, no, she likes, uh, what, are the, what are the other pickles called? What are the other ones? Huh? Cucumbers. Oh, oh cucumbers. cucumbers. Yeah, she likes cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> but she puts cucumbers on chicken sandwich and stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, she enjoys oh, that. that. Makes sense. Like she, or like a wrap or whatever. But I think that if she became a ketchup eater, I think that I would really, Ooh, yeah. yeah. But if her boyfriend likes ketchup... Or girlfriend. Yeah. Or girlfriend, then down the road, then then she might like it. Yeah, I know. Or you know what else I think I would be really disappointed in? What? <laughs> this is kidding. I'm going to be murdered for this. What? Like, what? if she suddenly became a huge fan of, like, rap. And I say that only because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So we would lose, right now, musically, we're sort of aligned. Uh-huh. We both kind of like the same stuff. We like the same sort of style. But if she suddenly became a fan of a genre of music, like a like a huge fan that I couldn't relate to or knew nothing about, I think that I would, I think that that would break my heart a little bit. And I don't mean just rap, like anything. If she decided the only thing in the world was like new country, right? Yeah. I'd be like, oh man, I don't know a lot about that. And then she'd like force me in the car to listen to it and stuff. Right. Yeah. I think that would drive me crazy. You take me to this concert. Yeah. Oh my God. And then all of a sudden I got to go. Right. You know, or, or no, you know what she could do. And now, now that we're on this here. <laughs> Sebastian, you got, you got Ross on a roll now. Okay. Okay. I can tell you right now, forget ketchup, forget rap, forget everything else that I just said. Okay. Strike it from the record. The one thing my kid could do that I would be wildly disappointed in her is if she became a Twitter stan of somebody or something where she viciously attacks other people online because they dare to criticize it. Right. Like the fans of, well, pretty much everyone, like Christina Aguilera fans, Britney fans, yeah. if she Beyonce joined, yeah. fans, if she BTS joined fans. Stan culture, yeah. I would be wildly disappointed in her. Then I, I would right. feel like I have failed. No, that's a good one. So I was going to say, like, if one day, you know, because I'm like big time into sneakers and hats, right? Oh, yeah. And there are certain pairs of sneakers and certain hats that I keep. Yeah. And if one day when Cruz is like 18 and I say to him, Son, listen, I have this collection that I have kept. I wore a couple of times. I cleaned them all up. I saved them, and I want to pass them down to you. Yeah. And if you were to look at me and be like, all right, lame. Yeah. Yeah. God, right? that would hurt. That would hurt. That would hurt. Like, oh, so you kept shoes and hats? Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's go super petty. Let's go back to the, the steak well done. <laughs> what, what, what is something, Mocha, to you that is super petty that you would be upset if your kid did? Like, you wouldn't even be upset enough to mention it to them, but it hurts just a little bit. Um, if... He, okay, what if he was a vegetarian? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what if he decide, oh. What if he comes home one day and he's like, Dad, I'm a vegetarian? I mean, I'd have to support his decision. <laughs> yeah. But deep down inside, I would just be crushed. Right. Like, just crushed, man. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know... Oh, frig, dude. Steaks and burgers <laughs> and, like, ribs. Yeah. And, like, doing things, like, as a family going to, like, rib fest <laughs> yeah, in the summertime, you know? Yeah, because I knew, I knew vegetarian was going to hit oh. you in the heart. Uh, Maury, you don't have a kid, but if yeah. you did have a kid, what is something that you would hope that that kid wouldn't do? 
Oh, like or if would you, be you know, because it'd be in? obviously Matthew and I would be the parents, and if suddenly we introduced the child to Mariah Carey, and the kid's like, "What is this garbage?" Right, I think that would secretly. Chances crush are the kid him. would say that. <laughs> yeah, looks like most <laughs> people today. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> Matthew and I would be crushed. Or if the kid didn't love Christmas as much as we do, you know, like didn't just find it absolutely amazing. Like didn't care about putting the tree up and how much. It I've means. never met a kid who doesn't. Yeah, love kids Christmas more. love <laughs> Christmas, man. Like, like kids, all kids love Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Even kids that don't get Christmas love Christmas, right? Like that's, it's all kids love Christmas. Hey, Sebastian, thanks so much for your question. Yeah, no problem, guys. Right on, Appreciate dude. Appreciate it. Take care, man. All right, you too. Later, brother. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you guys? Why do you, why, Maury, I would not do that. Maury's sitting here laughing. And when his head bobs up and down, he keeps his finger right in the corner of his eye. Yeah. So as his head is bobbing up and down, his yourself. finger is going into his eye, like into the socket. <laughs> It's not right? safe, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to stop the tears. Okay. Okay. Be professional for a second. Thank you. <laughs> Jonathan Boscos <laughs> asks this. What's one thing you did or do to make your parents mad, either when you were a kid or still to this day? Oh, to this day? Yeah. I mean, nothing. I Whatever. I, I think that maybe I might swear too much for my mom, but I got that from my mom because my oh, yeah. my, my, my she didn't like... She didn't, she wasn't like really proficient in swearing, but she was very liberal with what she allowed in the house growing up. Yeah. Um, but I don't think nothing really. I, I What used to drive my parents crazy was when I would get involved at a very young age with these women who were much older than me. Mm. And I think that they thought when I was younger that they were going to lose me to that, that I was going to somehow run off and ruin my life with uh, a biker chick. And so they would allow me to have these people over and have like long sleepovers and they could stay the week and all this what? because yeah because they They're didn't, like hiding out of your place these biker girls no because they just a lot of them didn't have a place to stay i mean yeah. um, wow but uh, that, that biker life uh, right? huh? you know I, I shouldn't say they weren't biker girls but their ex-boyfriends were bikers okay right so they 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 had been involved with bikers before uh, but they were just like these cool rock chicks that were just much older than me and my parents were terrified that I was going to leave the house and run away with one of these women Gotcha. and so they would allow me to sort of live that life with them in the house under watchful eye Oh wow! Uh, and they seemed very accepting of it because they were terrified that I was going to ruin my life with one of these. But now you're with somebody much younger. With one of these women. I know. Catherine is the first person I've ever dated that was younger than me. Really? Yeah, I know. I shouldn't say that. My wife was younger than me. My wife was younger than me, but it wasn't like it was... Uh, up until I was... Jeez. Up until I was in my... Th- up until I up until I hit thirty, I never dated anybody who was younger than I was. Really, never. What's no. the oldest like um, year year the, age okay. gap? So the oldest was a woman that I had this affair with, um, and I say affair not because she was married, but I say affair that because be because question. it was like this torrid sort of affair. Oh, okay, right? okay, gotcha. Um, it wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, yeah, it was just you know, two lovers. <laughs> Um, but the universe brought them uh, together. So I was in my 20s, so I was probably about 24-ish. Yeah. And I would go to her house. Yeah. And I was closer in age with her son than I was with her. How old was she? So her son was probably like 15 and I was 
no, her son was 13 and I was about 25. Yeah. So she was, I was 25. She was probably late 40s. Maybe no, no maybe mid forties, mid forties, yeah, mid forties, yeah, because she had the kid when she was thirty. I thought yeah. you were gonna say so. I thought I was so convinced you were gonna um, be like, and she was sixty. No, no, no. I've had I've had romantic liaisons with people yeah. who have been much, much, much older. Wait, but was this like a relationship? Relationship? Yeah, or? we dated for we probably dated for about four months. Okay, so she acknowledged that you were her boyfriend and not like no, no, no. no. you were just her like. Her ting. Did she okay. cook for both you and her son? Cook. No. <laughs> Come on. Maury. She Maury. really needed Ross for one thing. Maury, Maury, I would, I would. I'm just picturing you and the son like sitting there waiting for her to bring the plate over. I did. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did. No, she was, she was a weird one. So explain this to me because it's still one of those things from my life where I was like, I didn't really understand what was going on because I wasn't a big player of games, right? When it right. came to relationships and this kind of thing. But, um, but she would like do this psychological stuff on me where I, I just, and I wasn't prepared for it. I was like young, like 24 and I didn't even know what was going on in the world. But I remember like we would, I would show up at her house at two o'clock in the morning we would listen to some music and then go up to the loft. A loft. Right? Okay. And it was a wonder, it would be a wonderful night. Like it would be this fantastic sort of like just, it was like Cirque du Soleil, right? Yeah. Like it was just, <laughs> it was just everything you could sort of yeah. imagine, right? It was beautiful. Okay. And then it would finish and we would be in lying in bed. And I remember vividly like leaning over to like hug her and put my body against hers. And then she just kind of did a half turn back to me and went, what are you trying to do? Torture yourself? <laughs> and I didn't know how to take that. And then so like, so I shimmied away. Yeah. Right? Like I shimmied away. And then I remember the next morning, she goes downstairs and I smell coffee, right? And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is like everything. I This woman is like, she was living in her ex-husband's giant house and like this place was gorgeous, right? And I'd never been involved in anything like this before. And I remember vividly, I'm up in the loft and I smell coffee and I'm like, oh my God, this is everything I've always wanted. This is like really fantastic. And then she comes back upstairs. I hear her footsteps and I sit up in bed and I put like the blanket around me and everything else. And she walks back into the room wearing this like robe that was like sort of open on the top with one cup of coffee and it was hers. <laughs> Get your own sucker. Yeah. And <laughs> I put my pants on. I walked downstairs and I went out the door and I got a taxi and I went home. No. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she but, was going to say, I made coffee, no! put it in a travel mug on your way out. Please. The kid was having breakfast. I don't get to go in the kitchen. But I'm saying this happened every single time I went over. Wow, take a it hint, would, bro. It would she end. Don't want you there in the morning. Yeah, it would end horribly, yeah. right? But then she would still call me on the home line back then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So where was this? This was in here. This was here in this Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Is she still around? Um, I don't know. Have I've you never ever tried I've, no, looking I've never, her up on Facebook? No, I've never looked her up on Facebook. I've never done... She's a grandmother now. I've never done any of that. She probably is a Maybe. grandmother now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably is. Yeah. You should look her up just to see. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. You do why? Do you want to torture yourself? Well, shut up, Maury. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Maury. Uh, same question to you from Jonathan. What's one thing you do or did to make your parents mad, either when you were uh, younger or still to this day? Well, now it's just I get in trouble when whenever I don't call to, to ask how they're doing. Yeah, that's true. Like I get yeah. you don't serious. Call enough? I don't call it and I get in serious yeah. trouble. Like for example, my dad called me the other day going, we're sitting here waiting for you to call and ask about Thanksgiving. 
And I was like, well, I was sitting and waiting for you to tell me about Thanksgiving. But they don't want to be the one to phone and say, here's what we're thinking. They want me to phone and say, what are we doing for Thanksgiving? They want you to show interest. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get that, though. I do. I get that. And then I'll be told, so uh, you haven't shown up to any hockey games for your brothers this year. (laughs) I don't want to go to any hockey games. Why? Why? Why don't you want to go? Like, I'm so supportive. I cheer them on. It's fantastic. Where? You cheer them on where? Like, remotely. Like, at home. (laughs) (laughs) Go, go team. Do you... <laughs> what do you, Mocha? What do you do that has upset your your parents? I don't know, to be honest. Because you, you're cause... very communicative. Like I'm with Maury. I would say that my mom and I feel I feel terrible because I don't think that I write my mom enough. Um, and and sometimes, often, she will write me, and I'll let the message sit there for a day just because I get so busy, and I always feel really, really bad. But you are very in communicative with your family. Yeah, I right? would say. I mean, yes and no. There are. Weeks where I'll talk to both my parents and my sisters on the phone Mm -hmm. maybe three or four times in the week. And then we'll go like a string of maybe three weeks without talking to each other. And there's the odd text. And you you get a little kid at home too. I'm sure everybody understands that. I'm a little bit bad with replying to messages. So maybe that might be a little upsetting. But something that I do now or as a kid, God, I mean... I was bad when I was a kid, so I used to upset my parents a lot. But you don't do that now. I don't do that now. Nothing carried over. Yeah, I'm not going to HMV stealing CDs and stuff. I was going to for some reason I'm just going to say lipstick, but I don't know why I was going to (laughs) say lipstick. Yeah, I don't know why. Not that I think that you steal lipstick. Why don't we all make a pledge right now? Can we, the three of us, make a pledge right now that we're going to be better in communicating with our parents? Yes. Right. Absolutely. Maury. Yeah. No, no, no. Like legitimately, like legitimately. Because yeah. you you know, like here's my thing is that I love my mom so much. And I know, Mocha, that you love your parents more than anything more. Your dad is fantastic. I know you love him. Why deliberately do something that you know upsets him? It it's just not his, deliberately. Spite, it's just you, no, it's not deliberately. It's but just if you went time to one passes. Of, but if you went to one of your little brother's hockey games or initiated that, hey, you know what? I get a couple hours on Saturday. Um, what can we What can we do? You know how happy that makes the him, though. The games are at 8 a.m. But it doesn't matter. But you know how happy that makes him. I know, but 8 a.m. on the, a Saturday. Get over yourself, though. But you know how happy that makes him. You have the ability to but do not something. Just, like, not just your, your dad and your stepmom, but like also your brothers, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like DM with them. them. I DM that's with them. That's not it. That's not it, though. It's not. It's not it. It's it, you have the ability to do something that's going to make your dad extremely happy. Like know, be, just, your dad. You know that your old man would be happy for like a month if you went to a hockey game. I'm I'm looking morning, forward man. to when my my brother, the older one, Daniel, is of age where he can come visit me. No, that's not the same thing. You, it's you showing interest. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's you. Showing I assure interest. you, I know. Okay, let's all do that then. All right. Okay. Uh, here's a question from Rachel. All right. Mm-hmm. If you had to choose between a lake, creek, ocean, or river, what would you choose and why? No context, but just try to explain your choice. Okay, hold on. Say, okay, <laughs> dingbat, Rachel. Read that again. I love Rachel, this question. Rachel, Rachel's like super trolling us right okay, now. Okay? okay, go. Yeah, read it again. If you had to choose yeah. between a lake, yep. creek, yeah. ocean, yeah. or river, okay. what would you choose and why? No context, but try to explain your choice. I don't think she's trolling us. This is legit. If you look at it, lake, you can, there's sun tanning, there are things you could do to a lake, a creek. But you can only pick one more. You got to pick one. No, I know, but, I, but there are things you can do at each. Okay, I'm definitely, definitely uh, going ocean. 100% going ocean. Yeah, I don't mind salt water, first of all. Yeah. Um, but ocean is usually in my head anyway. I know. 
when you think ocean, you think of somewhere warm and possibly tropical with a beach, right? Um, creeks, I associate with uh, mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, true. West right? Nile. Because yeah. I was going to say creek because I like the sound of the water in a creek as opposed to a lake or a river or an ocean. Although, you, really? You, like this, you don't like the sound of waves? Although I do like... Sorry, love the sound of crashing waves yeah, from the ocean. Yeah. So it's a toss-up. But I really like the sound of like a nice creek. Yeah, I do too. It's, but it's soothing. It's comforting. Creek and river are similar, right? Yeah. Well, river, I mean, rivers are like big. Like we're talking some giant rivers here. But okay, but what about the fishing too, right? Like think even think about that. Like think about the lifestyle that goes with any of those things. Where would you be happier if you had to spend every day on it? Like I would be happiest in a boat in the ocean with unlimited possibilities as opposed to like sitting on a dock <laughs> with the creek and rubber boots and mosquitoes. I was going to choose lake just because... Listen to this. Yeah. Like, that's a creek. It's a very, very active creek. Very active creek, yeah. No, I love... I grew up in a... My Acton had a little creek that uh, that ran through it. Went by Doesn't the, it sound nice? It's no, very too, relaxing, I love it. Right? No, no, I'm with you. I love creeks. I really do. You can jump in it. You swim around. It's not too much of a commitment. Yeah. You can just dip your feet. Go down for a picnic. Yeah, creeks are really great. Right? So I'm going to yeah. say number one for me is creek. Wow. Okay, I'm going ocean. 100% ocean. Maury? Lake. Lake. Why lake? Because I just have so many great memories of sun tanning on a beach by the lake. You can go in that water and not have to worry about getting salt water in your eyes. Yep, true. There you go. Here, hold on. Here's the ocean. Yeah. Okay, Good. I may change my answer now. I'm missing the bird sounds. You remember that scene in Point Break? When Johnny Utah wakes up on the beach with Lori Patty's character and he's late for work and he's late to his own raid and it's just like the sun was cutting out. No? You guys don't talk about point break right now? No. Never mind. I, mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no specifically idea. remember uh, that scene. You don't? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's like you just watched Point Break yesterday. Dude, it's the greatest movie ever. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Did I ever tell you about Point Break when they did Point Break the stage production? <laughs> what? Yes. No. Yeah, they did. They did a stage production of Point Where? Break in, in Los Angeles. There was okay. a, there was a comedy troupe. Please that, 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 that tell did us the stage, a story that did the stage production of Point Break, and in order to get a perfect performance from Johnny Utah, which was played by Keanu Reeves, in order to fully capture the performance that he had in that movie. Every night on stage, they all the actors would come out on stage before they started the production of Point Break, and they would choose somebody from the audience to be Johnny Utah. And, oh, they, really? and, and they, for the whole entire show, had to read all their lines off cue cards, having seen them only for the first Were time. Were you picked? As their, no, no, as, as their, the show. So everybody else is perfectly rehearsed, yeah. right? And they know all their lines and they know all their marks, but in every show, the Keanu Reeves character was like reading their lines off cue cards because they felt that that was the only way to fully capture Keanu Reeves' performance in Point Break <laughs> was to get people to do it who have no idea what's going wow, on. Wow, you know what? That's brilliant, though. I like that. I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Natalie asks this question. Yeah. It's a very important one. What deodorant does Roz use? Oh. He says it's an all-natural yeah, one and on. really good, but he never mentions the brand. Yeah, I know. And I, and I felt bad about that because this is now four people that have asked me what the brand is. Oh, you keep it in your bag? Yeah, yeah. It's in my purse. Hold on here. 
Your purse? Yeah, all my pills. Pills? I got one lady's deodorant. That's not it. Huh? My hair product. Hold on. A sock. <laughs> one sock? One sock. <laughs> yeah, hold on here. We should do a YouTube video like, what's in Ross's yeah. bag? A padded envelope that's empty. Okay. <laughs> just in case. In case of what? In case. Just in case. You never right. know, man iPhone head. Oh, there's my iPhone headphones. Oh, uh, here it is. Here, it's called Native. Let me see. Yeah, hold on. It's called Native, and it. Let me see if I can read the back here. Hold on here. I can't read that back. Here, I got you. No, no, no. It's almond and vanilla flavor. Mm. Flavor. flavor. Scented. Oh. <laughs> Scented. You you want it? Do you want? Do you want to smell it? Yeah. It's been close to my armpit, just so you know. That's but fine. I will say this though: Catherine was actually the last person to use this. Oh, that's fine. But so, so she cleaned all the hairs off it. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, it's an all-natural. There's no. Oh. It smells nice, right? It's very subtle. Yeah. It's not overbearing. Yeah, no, no, no. Really but nice. I love it. It's almond and vanilla. She orders it for me yeah. online. And does it work as well as like all the sort of super chemically deodorants, antiperspirants? No, it does not. But does it work well enough to get you through a day uh, without putting poison yeah. in your body? The answer to that is 100% yes. So the name of the company for the deodorant that I wear is Native. Native. Yeah. I tried this. Yeah, it's Very really nice, good. Yeah. It's really like good. Like spelled native? Yeah, N-A-T-I-V-E. Yeah, that's real nice. Here, Maura, you smell this. You're, you're good at smelling things. What does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> well, you, God didn't give you a nose like that for no good reason, man. <laughs> oh, it smells edible. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's good. delicious. It's, it's real good. nice. It's good. I like it. Yeah, I like the smell of it. Do you like the smell? I love the smell. Yeah. I almost wanted to try it. No, no, no. Almost Stop wanted it. to try it. That's why I don't invite you to things more. <laughs> right? That's why you don't get invited to my deodorant smelling parties. Because <laughs> I'm going to eat it. Yeah. I want one sock. I want, it's a rainbow sock, too. Look at that. I got one rainbow sock. Well, where's in my the other bag. one? I have no idea. And MV asks this question. All right. Mm hmm. Ketchup on eggs, yay or nay? Oh, hell no. We just had this conversation. I would say ketchup absolutely on scrambled eggs. No. No, I can't. No. I've had, just out of curiosity, to see mm -hmm. what the hype was. Ketchup yeah. on eggs? Yeah. I'm not a fan. What about steak sauce on eggs? That's another one Well, that's, love. yeah, see, there, there's my thing. Because I, when you, like when I grew up, and I think when most kids did, there was just a bottle of ketchup in the fridge all the yeah. time. Like, or in the cupboard or wherever you put your ketchup. Um, but for me, I never used ketchup. My grandfather, whenever he had an omelet yeah. or whenever he made a grilled cheese sandwich, the condiment of choice to go with a grilled cheese sandwich or an omelet was always HP sauce. Mm. So good. Right? But that's just because you love the taste spice. of HP sauce. It's got a little spice in yeah. it, right? It's got that kick where it's savory. Like my mouth is watering right now mm. thinking, of, thinking of HP sauce. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say, I mean, I know people do. I think eggs and ketchup looks gross. Yeah, but, it does look weird. But with scrambled eggs, it tastes really good. No. No, I couldn't. I no, can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't do I it. You know what? Also, recently, and I only told my wife this like maybe a month ago, oh. and I think she was surprised. Yeah. I am not a fan of jam. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. And it was never a problem before, and it's only recently... Like when we're having breakfast and if I'll put jam on my toast or bagel or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't like jam. I'm just like, I just stick yeah. to butter or cream cheese on a bagel. 
I don't like, I'm not like blueberry, strawberry, and what's the other one we have in the fridge? There's blueberry, strawberry, we have peach, and we have a guava jam. All of those in the fridge. You and I just jams at home. We won't. I, I don't even think we have any jams at yeah, home. I won't. I can't. It, Matthew puts jam. We have jam with cheese. Like Matthew will take some piece of cheese and dunk it in jam. Really? Huh? That's all we jam for. I've never, I don't eat jam either. But do you, if you put peanut butter on toast, do you put butter first or no? No. Just no. peanut oh, butter. Yes, absolutely. You do. Yeah. I know. Really? Some people do that. Yeah. grosses me out. And oh, I don't I know why. It. But it grosses Hold me on, out wait, a little. Wait. So you make toast. Yeah. And then you put butter, butter. a light layer of butter, yeah. and then you and put your then peanut you butter. Put peanut butter? Yeah, I know yeah. a lot I've of people that do that. that. I know yeah. a lot of people that do that because I still love I love the taste of butter. To me, to me that's double butter, right? Yeah, that's a lot of salt too. It is. It's a lot. I of couldn't salt. do it. No, I don't know. Just that combo. No, I've never had a PB and J. We've talked about that before. Ever, ever, ever. I've never had a never had a peanut butter jam sandwich. Do you want to? No, I've gone this long. Yeah, yeah you're never, not missing I've, out. I've never had one. It's all right. But butter with peanut butter is uh, is something that we talk about in my house because Roxy always wants to put butter on her bread with peanut butter, but she just loves salt and fat. Um, oh, who but, doesn't? And though? I always fight her against it. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm fighting for. It's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you yeah, do. Bigger right? things to fight about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. But okay, so you're not a fan of jam. And so what was no. Jenna, What was Jenna's reaction to that? I think that? she was kind of surprised. She was like, really? Now, like, does we... she keep buying it because she's like, oh my God, Mocha would love this? Um, No, she's a big fan of jam. She's a big so fan. So it's not like all these jars that we have are going to go wasted. Like our son Cruz, he likes it. Okay. So what? what is, how does the jam get used? Is it just strictly on toast? On toast, Or do you yeah. guys use jam in other ways? No, just no. on toast. Do you have bagels in the house all the time or no? Yeah. Yeah. I love me a you bagel. like bagels, huh? Yeah. Bagels are good. Yeah. Montreal, bagel. ba- Montreal bagels are, are fantastic. With some, uh, some prosciutto oh. and some cheese. Yeah. My favorite bagel mm. is I'll take a Montreal bagel or any bagel for that matter. Any just plain bagel. You toast it. And the best bagel I will ever eat is open face with cream cheese. Mm. And then you grab the pepper mill and you crush black pepper on it. Mm. A bagel. with three slices of lox. No, Maury, stop ruining my food stories. I'm in the middle of a fantasy here. I'm closing my eyes and yeah. I'm picture. I'm making it in my head. And every time I start to do that, Maury then has to throw something on my food fantasy that grosses me out. Stay out of my fantasies. I'm build your own. Don't add to mine. When I'm building I my food, we're building it as no, a whole, we're not. As a I'm telling you, no, that's not how that works. You pause. You wait. You don't. I don't go. Let me tell you about this burger. Okay. The bottom bun was toasted perfectly, so there was no juice that went. It didn't soak the bun, mm. but it just gradually started to sink into the bottom bun. Then on top of that was two slices of perfectly melted processed cheese because that's <laughs> so the only good. way to properly eat a yeah. burger. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. Okay. And then on top of that, salmon, because Maury wants to put <laughs> salmon on my burger. <laughs> So gross. Right? Ew. Stop doing that. Get out of my food fantasies, man. Have your own. But Lox goes with cream no, cheese. No, just stop. Do your own fantasies. Build your own. All right, so you slice the No, I don't want to hear it. Don't use that voice when talking about food. I swear to God, I'll never eat another thing in my okay. life. I have an idea for the next podcast. Cheese. Yeah, okay, right? what's that? I have an idea. Yeah. You want to bring in? I, I'm not. I, there's no way in hell I'm eating a cheeseburger with salmon on it, bro. <laughs> so don't even. <laughs> okay. No. I was going to say, if you want to try no. a salmon cheeseburger no. followed by buttered toast with <laughs> peanut butter on it. Uh, no, you're not, you're not down? No. What was that other thing? The gross lo- thing that you uh, keep talking locks. about? Locks. What are locks? It's smoked salmon. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, smoked salmon's disgusting. When I, I one time I was at a fancy place. Yeah. And they were serving smoked salmon and wine. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll you know, be with the fancy people and have a little smoked salmon and wine. I took a piece of that smoked salmon and just peeled it off from that other, <laughs> you know, you peel it, yeah. right? It's disgusting. I peeled off a piece of smoked salmon and put it in my mouth and I almost started <laughs> to dry heave. Really? Yeah. The, the the texture of that biting the chewiness and fish and cold and nothing, like all of it was wrong. It's chewy, it's cold, and it's fishy. Like and I'm like, fancy people are eating this right now. I don't mind smoked salmon. My problem with smoked salmon though yeah. is the smokiness. It's overbearing and it just sticks in your throat. Oh, really? It's the yeah. smokiness that you don't like. Yeah, no, I don't mind it. It's just it's yeah. some sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. And then your breath smells like it. Well, like if for you the don't rest like the, the smoked salmon, you don't like the locks, what you could do on your your bagel with cream cheese is put three squares of herring. Herring? Oh, Do you I cook love. It? No, it comes in a jar. It's pickled herring. Oh God! Fish? Right. Pickled oh. fish? Oh, <laughs> you're disgusting, dude. dude it's, that, the, it's the no. best funeral people, feud ever. No, yeah, absolutely not. Love, I, I got a buddy of mine that in his fridge in his office at work he has a jar of pickled eggs. That like should be against big rules. Jar of pickled eggs. No, no. At work, really? at work, you should not has, be allowed. And he has one of those custom long spoons. <laughs> So you can dip it right into Custom? the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's a specific spoon you buy for, for, for pickled eggs. Where it's a super long spoon so you can get all the way down into the bottom of the of the jar. That should not be allowed. Work. Yeah, no, HR should have a, Thank a you. talking to that guy. <laughs> hey, every week you're going to see us post on Instagram, at Kiss925, Ask Razamoga. That is where you get to ask all of your ridiculous questions or serious questions. And of course, uh, much like Sebastian this morning, and much like Sebastian today, uh, we'll invite one of you to join us on the podcast. Don't forget, rate, review, share with your friends. Uh, Apple Podcasts, by the way, is where we get all the reviews that we read on these episodes. I'll so, tell you, Maury being deep inside my food fantasies, yeah. I take it as offensive as I would if he inserted himself into my sexual fantasies. <laughs> like if I was telling, you know what I mean? Sure. Right? Like I'm like, oh, you know what I could do right now? I just take Catherine and just like go down and just... In the basement where it's nice and quiet and it's warm. We're just hanging out on the couch. The kids upstairs playing Switch. It's no big deal. And she's wearing pajamas. See that? Don't do that, man. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. And then I'm just getting ready to get the business, right? Uh -huh. Like just now starting ready to get the business. And all of a sudden I just hear the toilet flush and the bathroom door opens and Maury walks out. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, see, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's just as gross as being in my food fantasies if you were in my sexual fantasies more. So stay out of both of them, please. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.